Yeah, well, Hawkeyes fall in the national championship game on this Sunday afternoon by a final count of 102 to 85 down in Dallas. And we are pleased to be joined by none other than a Hawkeye legend, and that is current pro Sam Logic is with us. Sam, I know it's late out in uh, Luxembourg. I know it's unfavorable circumstances to be talking to you for the first time in this show. But first of all, thank you for being here and uh, staying up with us late night. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. <laughs> All right, let, let's, before we get to callers, and I'm going to throw the uh, the uh, link for people to join. I'll throw that up in the live chat. I'll also add it for our newcomers to our description on the YouTube channel in the video description of uh, this live stream. You kind of talked to me as, as we first uh, jumped on here, Sam, but kind of give our listeners an idea of where you think this game was lost. Obviously, that that number on the left, 102, uh, is an indication that the defense wasn't the best at times tonight. I know people are going to be upset with officiating. What would you attribute the struggles tonight to? Well, yeah, I think, I mean, the officiating is one thing, I think. Um, I don't think we can sit here and blame it fully on the, the refs. I think uh, there were some tough calls. I think there were definitely some, what do you say, phantom calls. But I think they are pretty consistent. I mean, LSU had a couple that, I mean, as a Hawk fan, you're going to take, but don't really think they're there. Um, I think they're pretty consistent with the non, um, you know, the non-flagrant on Reese and the non-flagrant on Monica. You know, it's, like I said, it's it's hard when it shakes out this way. Uh, but I think really who came in, Carson came in and just hooped. You know, she just came in and she was ready. Um so I think that she was she was the difference maker. Like I said, I think that she uh, she came in. She hadn't scored. I think I want to say they said in the last three games she hadn't scored any points. Um, but she stayed ready. She she was ready when when her number was called. You know, Reese got her second foul. She had to sit. I mean, Monica had her second. She was sitting. I think she was the. I mean, she ended up with what twenty two or twenty three points, and we're losing by the Hawks lost about just like a little less than that. So. Um, they hit threes that 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 hoop opened up and they they knocked them down, you know. Uh, so credit to LSU. I mean, they they came in ready and they made shots when they had to. For the season, Jasmine Carson, uh, eight point four points per game. Uh, consider her a role player off the bench, but again, as you said, Sam, she stepped up and again, uh, they were shots you have to make in a big moment. Uh, the perimeter defense was not good in the first half. I talked about heading into this game, and I want to get your take on this. South Carolina, like you, to me, you go into that game knowing exactly how we have to play them, right? Like you have to pack the paint. There really is no way not to do that. And we don't really believe they can beat us from outside. So we're just going to go full bore on this game plan. It worked. They didn't make Iowa pay at least enough. With LSU, though, I, heading into this game, my preview I released yesterday, I kind of said, you know, I don't know how to play them. I think you're going to have to mix things up because they're too good from behind the arc to just pack the paint, but they're also really good down low with Angel Reese and a bunch of posts that can rebound the basketball. Talk about the defensive game plan. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, South Carolina uh, is a little bit taller even. They're bigger. They're physical. Um, they know their strengths. They, they're they well-coached. Um, and you know for South Carolina, you 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 pick your poison. I mean, listen, you're in the Final Four. You're playing against four of the best, you know, three other of the best teams potentially in the country. Um, so you're going to have to pick your poison. You're not going to be able to shut everything down. You're not going to be able to um, 
hold them to 40 points, right? Like you're, that's just not going to happen. It's, it's good basketball teams. They're well-coached basketball teams. I mean, all of them, all four, you know? And so, um, yeah, they had to make some adjustments. I mean, I think, like I said to you before we came on, um, it also probably helped LSU just a little bit because they saw how, like, okay, with South Carolina, we packed the paint, we dared them to shoot. Um, you know, when you start going that through your head, a little bit and you're like no I'm, I'm like as an LSU player I think you know I'm sure their coaching staff's like listen you, you're gonna get open shots we gotta have to knock them down um and and they did they did it today like I said you can't you can't stop everything on good teams um and I think truthfully I mean and Morris in the set in the fourth quarter really sealed it I mean she made some pro shots I mean Gabby was playing great defense she's coming off a of pick and roll where again you have to you have to pick your poison and when you make pro shots I mean uh, off of a ball screen that's getting iced and Gabby right on your hip, nails it. She nails a floater with her Gabby right in her face. Um, I think Hannah was stepping up too. I mean, it's just, they they made shots. And I mean, at that next level in basketball, especially, I know it's easy to sit here, oh, our defense wasn't great, our defense wasn't great. But when you make them do something that they're not maybe as comfortable doing and they win, I mean, it's, unfortunately, it's kind of how it goes. It's, you know, good, good offense will always be good defense. And sometimes you just got to, like I said, tap them on the button. Hey, that's a good shot, and you you go down the other end, and that's it's kind of what happens. Say, we're gonna get to some of uh, your calls as the Hawkeye fans who are on here. We got about three hundred people on here. A reminder to share the stream out. Uh, Sam is giving of her time late night. Is it like what midnight out in Luxembourg? Is it twelve thirty? Yeah, twelve thirty, just about. Oh, so late. yeah, sure. I'm, I'm old, so it's but it's box. <laughs> it's okay, no problems. Before we get to our sponsor plug, and then we'll get to calls, Sam, can you kind of give people an update on your career? Because you are obviously a legend for this program, and you're still playing pro ball. Uh, what What's yeah. your career overseas been like? Yeah, it's year eight, um, so it's a little crazy to think that, you know, I've been out of college twice as long as I've been in, like, as you were in college, so it's a little crazy. Um, but, yeah, I've, I mean, it's my eighth year. Like I said, I've played in – this is my – I've been in Luxembourg before, but I played in five or six countries. Um, I was started in France. I played in Australia, uh, Austria, Slovakia, Luxembourg, Bulgaria, back to Luxembourg. So it's it's been all all over. So uh, yeah, still out here trying to hoop. Getting a little old now, you know, but it's still it still goes in the basket from time to time. <laughs> What's Luxembourg like? Small. Luxembourg's a pretty small country. It's a uh, I want to say 800,000 people in total. It's really, I mean, it's really, I mean, for me, it's easy because from being from Wisconsin, it's about the size of Milwaukee County, like population wise, um, top to bottom, about an hour and a half drive. It's pretty small, wedged in between Belgium, Germany, and France. So it's kind of cool, like location, you know, you can travel like 20, 20 minutes. I'm in Germany, 30 minutes. I'm in France, you know, 40 minutes. I'm in, in Belgium. So it's kind of a cool location travel wise. Um, there's a lot of different people that live here. It's a, a lot of people come here for the, like there's good banking and jobs and there's good, um, I mean, it's healthcare, everyone, everything, everyone's taken care of, you know, they, they do a good job here. It's, it's a beautiful country. It's, uh, like I said, it's, it's diverse. It's, it's got a lot going. It's pretty cool. <laughs> well, no, I know I'm delighted to have you on here. I know a lot, a lot of Hawkeye fans want to talk to you. Uh, here, despite the loss, but first, want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Iowa Smokehouse, and of course, they've been sponsoring our Mar- March Madness coverage. And now into April, they've got a special deal for folks right now with uh, Caitlin Clark and this team's run. Despite the loss today, 
Boy, Caitlin Clark has been a cheat code for this team. And with that being said, Iowa Smokehouse wants to offer you a cheat code. Let's use that code Hawkeye for 15% off your order. And for a limited time only, if you use that code Hawkeye at iowasmokehouse.com, you'll get a free pack of 11-ounce Market Blend smoked meat sticks. Again, use that code Hawkeye. You'll get 15% off your total order plus this free pack of uh, Market Blend smoked meat sticks courtesy of Iowa Smokehouse down in Albion. And, of course, you'll still get the free shipping deal with a $50 order. Again, we appreciate uh, Iowa Smokehouse and their awesome products. Tasting is believing. Visit iowasmokehouse.com for more information. All right, let's go to our call-in line. We'll go to Ryan on our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Corey. Hello, Sam. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. That's really cool that you call in, stay up late. Um, as far as the game, I mean, I'm very proud of these ladies, and you know they did us very proud. Um, it's, you know, I I was shocked that the South Carolina game was officiated as evenly as it was. I was thinking, I was expecting us to kind of get hosed. If you're looking around the internet right now, like I've been doing, a lot of national people are saying that the officiating was just god-awful, and it was. Um, it sure seemed to me like, number one, let's get Monica and Caitlin in big-time foul trouble. You knew there was an agenda against Caitlin when they tee her up for nothing, didn't open her mouth. Can, can we, before you go on, right, Sam, let's, I want to get your thoughts on the tee. I think generally it's pretty soft. Um, I think, you know, I, it's something that you probably can't do. I mean, I know throwing a ball like isn't ideal, right? I know she, she didn't I, throw. You know, with, in right. her defense, she's you know a no, backwards sure. dribble throw, if yeah. you want to call it that. In a moment like that, with the best player in the world, uh, best player in college basketball. And you're not throwing the ball at anybody. You know, you have to understand, you have to have self-awareness as an official. She's got three personal fouls, and it is a personal foul in addition to being a technical. I, I just think lack of self-awareness on the part of the, the Zebras. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's it's pretty soft. I think, um, especially uh, given the fact that she wasn't even, she wasn't looking at an official. She wasn't, um, she didn't say anything to an official. She was walking the team huddle. Obviously it was frustration. I don't think, I don't think she was arguing the call. I don't think she, you know, I think, I mean, I think Monica got over there late on that one on that help side. Cause we were, we were fronting and Mon just got over there a little late. Um, but I think, I mean, I think it's pretty, it's a tough one. It's definitely a tough one. I also am always saying like, if it's a foul or a technical in the first quarter, I think you got to do it in the fourth quarter. So I think, I mean that was the third quarter, but in general, I think if you're officiating one way, I don't I don't like when refs swallow their whistles at the end of games. So I think it's also tough to be like, oh well, it's tough to just sit here and say, well, that shouldn't have been attacked because it's the best player in college basketball right now, too. You know, so it's just a fine line. I think what it should have been was a pretty stern warning. I mean, you know, you also can't just like let people throw the ball because then then as an LSU fan, like, oh well, then what's the if they did it, would it be a tech? You know, I mean, I just in general, I thought it was just pretty soft and it should have been a warning. Um, so let me make the other side of that argument real quick, Sam, because yeah. the other side of it would say, okay, 
fine. Uh, we officiate things the same way throughout the game. Then why is Kim Mulkey allowed to run basically to half court outside of her box every single play? There's a there's a, a video that someone sent me during the game of her making contact with an official. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. So so that's not consistency. I understand that it's not apples to apples with what Caitlin right. did, but if if anything, it's it's uh, what Caitlin did was less egregious than what. LSU's head coach was doing the entirety of the game. Yeah, no, that, and like I said, I think that's what's tough is I think, um, like you said, calling in, it's to be a good official is tough. I think it's if you call something on one side, you call it on the other. Um, and I think that's what happened at the beginning of the game. And I think, like I said, just consistency so players and coaches can make adjustments is one of the most important things you can ask for. If it's a foul on that end, it's a foul on this end. If, if it's not a foul on that end, it's a foul, you know, it's not a foul down there. And so I think, um, yeah, it was, it was a tough call. It was, uh, it's not, like I said, not one I was super happy with sitting in my apartment now, you know, but, um, yeah, it's not one, not one. I think that's, I wouldn't say unfair, but it's. Well, real quick though. Okay. Towards the end of the game and granted everything was pretty much, you know, uh, you know, the game was already determined like mm -hmm. a minute, minute to go. And they're, Angel Reese and Caitlin are standing next to each other, lining up at the free throw line. And Angel Reese does the John Cena, mm -hmm. you can't see me. Fine, no big deal. Caitlin did it real briefly in the Louisville game. It's not like she made a big, big circus about it. But, yeah, she did it and got it back. Did, no hold problem. On, did, Ryan, did real quick. See the end of it? Ryan, 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 not to interrupt you. Did she do it at Louisville? Did she taunt a player with that, or was that just? Did she, she did it to Van Lith. Yeah, she did it to Van Lith. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't know that. If she did it to Van Lith, then yeah. I have no problem with it yeah. because yeah. you yeah. know you're taunting. I, I think she got should have gotten. That's more of a tee than what Caitlin dribbling the ball backwards, in my yeah. opinion. But then, if you watch, and it's also on Twitter, if you watch the last ten seconds of the game as they were just counting down and dribbling it out, Angel Reese was running around getting in Caitlin's face constantly doing yeah. this constantly and it's like okay you got me mm -hmm. you you got me fine yeah. you did it once if that's not taunting I mean yeah. fine call a T there and yeah. granted the game was out of yeah. control and it was determined but you know the refs let that one go but Caitlin like lets the ball dribble out of bounds doesn't say a word and gets teed up for that I mean it's like I'm sorry, and I know that it's kind of a controversial thing to say, but she's kind of the current Michael Jordan of women's basketball. And, you know, I said to my wife the second they, you know, it was clear they had an agenda to get her in foul trouble, the rest. And the second she fouls out, all people are going to turn off the TV. You know, they're just not going to watch. She's brought women's college basketball, she's elevated it so much. And it's a great product. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, but she's elevated it so much. I'm not saying if she has a legitimate foul, don't call it. Uh, I'd say two out of her four were legitimate fouls. But my goodness, they, that, you're, you're putting her in foul trouble in the third quarter. You're, you're running the risk of tuning viewers out and the officiating was just horrendous like angel reese 
I mean, she was climbing backs like crazy. She had at least 12 fouls that I counted, and she only was called for three. Now let's let's talk about basketball though for a second, and I agree with a lot of what you just said, Ryan. I also agree with Sam when she says the, the game needs to be officiated based on how the game is played, not based on who's playing in the game and what's going to oh, help TV ratings and views. But Sam, rebounding—that uh, is one thing. If you're talking about wanting to improve this program heading into next year, and what a run we can—I mean, I, I want this to be not only we're, we're going to be disappointed by this loss, and there's a lot of upset Iowa fans. I get it. But you, we also have to celebrate the most incredible run in the history of this program. But if you're talking about taking this program to the next level, I have a couple needs, and I'd like to get your thoughts, Sam. Hmm. Re- rebounding, and I know they've played the two best rebounding teams in the country these last two games. But that's uh, that seems to be a bit of a deficiency. You're losing Monica Sinano next year. I think you've got a lot of question marks with Addison O'Grady, A.J. Ettinger, Sharon Goodman. They've, they've got you know Ava Jones coming in, but her health is very much in question. Can, can you talk about what Iowa needs to do to to improve that facet of the game? Yeah, I think um, obviously, I mean, with South Carolina and and LSU, somewhat. I mean, they're a big, they're big teams. I mean, South Carolina is just they're massive down low, and like I said before, I mean, they they know who they are, and they they're like, you know what, we're not great shooters. We got to go get the rebound. Like you got you have to go. Like you have to go to the glass. You have to make up for maybe what they is a deficiency offensively for them and make use their strengths um I think offensive rebounding for I think offensive rebounding is two things right it's if you make a lot of shots there's not a lot of opportunities okay so Iowa makes a lot of shots they're one of the most efficient offenses there are and if not the most efficient offense in the country right and so all of a sudden if you're making 50 percent of your shots you only get 50 percent rebounds you know like there's only 50 percent of chances to get rebounds um so that kind of swings like if it goes you go one way the other one's going to go down i think defensive rebounding um it's a lot about being physical it's a lot about early work um it's going and meeting people outside the paint it's uh just i mean sometimes just wanting the ball more you know sometimes and then obviously if you have six seven six three six four and you're starting lineup that's always going to make it tough but it's uh it, you just gotta go. Sometimes be a dog about it, you know. And I think, um, I think, I, I think the future is pretty bright for Hannah. I, I really think that she has mm-hmm. it's gonna bring really good stuff to the program. Um, I think um, Addison also. I think she's she stepped up and played some so- pretty solid minutes for not playing. She had a great game for, for not getting a lot of experience. Not, not a lot of experience, you know. I mean, Monica has done such a good job. I mean in the last five years, like you're not, if you're playing behind her, you're not, it's like Monica was when Megan was there, like you're not getting those minutes because what are you, where are you going to take them from? You know, when they're 70% from the field and whatever. But I think, like I said, I think it's just sometimes it's tough. And I think rebounding out of a zone is tough too. I mean, we play a lot of zone defense, rebounding out of a zone is always more difficult too, because you're not matched up to one person, you know, people are cutting who's, who's rebounding that, um, but yeah, I think sometimes it's just like wanting to go get it. Who wants who wants it more? And I think it's something that LSU and South Carolina both do a really good job at. Like they just, like I said, they just go and get it. But they also, on the flip side, contrary to today, because LSU made big time shots and stuff. But like statistically, like they shoot thirty four percent from three. You know, so there's more. 
rebounding opportunities too. We do need to move on, but you have a parting shot for us, Ryan. Um, really, I just I hope we get a good transfer portal to line up with Hannah next year. It's hard to believe, but with a year to go, Caitlin Clark's only 88 points away from breaking Megan's record, which is just insane. I never thought that one would break in my lifetime. Yeah. And then just finally, I apologize to Courtney Green. He is not the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Samantha, for being here, and good luck on your career, and stay safe out there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Ryan. Do you know about Courtney Green, Sam, or do you know that name? No, I don't. Okay, that's a men's. That's a Big Ten official on the men's side that Hawkeye fans have it out for because he yeah. seems to have it out for for Fran's crew. So, I, if I uh, saw him, I'm sure I watched enough games to like you know recognize. I mean, you recognize referees all the time. But do you think officiating has gotten better or worse in this conference on on both sides, men and women? I don't know. I think the game is a lot faster. I don't know. It's it's a lot to look at. You know, I mean, there's you know, 10 people on the court and only three of you look and find every little thing. Um, I think generally it's most of the time it's okay. You know, I you always say, if you don't think about the officials, they do a good job, you know? And I think uh, it's a tough, like I said, now everything's so offensive dominant, you know, you can't put your hands on anybody. You can't, there's so many focus points for refs to look at. I think it's hard to, I mean, you can't like they, they, I'm sure they send them like 20 new points every year. Like, like my I think it was my junior year, or maybe senior year where the, I saw as soon as you put two hands on them, it's a foul. And I'm like, they can't call that every time. Like, that's not right. and it's not not displacing someone to me. Like, that's not like a hot stove touch. OK, but like if I put two hands on you, that does, you know, it's, it, there's just a lot to it's a lot to look at. It's a lot to look at. It's hard to be a good official and. I think generally, most of the time, I mean, if you really think of it, like you don't think about the refs that much. I mean, I, yeah. I talk much. I have my whole life, and I've been yelled at it for my whole life. But it, it's a tough job. It is. It's a tough job, but it's, and it's hard when they get it wrong, you know. <laughs> it's a tough thing to swallow when, when they are wrong. I don't think he would mind me sharing this, folks. So Coach Gary Close, former Iowa men's assistant Gary Close, who we have on for every men's game during the regular season. He, he usually, Sam, when I ask him about officiating after a men's game, he says, man, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Uh, he, he says that almost every time I bring yeah. it up. He he sent me a text today at the conclusion of this game. And I, again, I don't think he minds me sharing this. Yeah. He says, and I quote, now that was horrible officiating. Yeah. <laughs> so take yeah. that for what you will, folks. Uh, that's Coach Gary Close, who, by the way, we're going to have on tomorrow after the men's national championship. But uh, thank you for the Super Chat, Lemansky. So proud of the seniors. We'll miss them. Still champs this season. Gals carry the Big Ten flag proudly absolutely and uh, lots to be proud of and and it was brought up on that previous call with ryan the future is bright i don't think hannah stolke played great this tournament sam and, and i don't know if that's just part of gr the growing pains but her upside is tremendous uh and i know she dealt with an injury midway through the the tournament as well but uh, the future is bright and they've got they've got a good class coming in they've got a really good class coming in in 24 and the transfer portal i, I would think that the portal and, and for portal entries i would think it's very attractive to play alongside caitlin clark now if you're a ball first type of guard maybe not but boy who wouldn't want to play as, as caitlin clark's post right now uh and if, if you're iowa i mean i i like addison o'grady sam but if you're i if you're iowa your job is to load this uh roster and create competition why not bring in a post that can battle addison and battle the rest of these these centers and uh, may the best 
lady win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, the transfer portal makes everything interesting. Um, and I mean, I think Coach Bluter is capable of doing it. It also is, I mean, like what Kim Mulkey did this year with nine transfers is unbelievable. I mean, you think yeah. thinking of your offenses and your defenses and getting, think of getting four freshmen or five freshmen a year cohesive with a team. And then all of a sudden, like now, like I said, that's, I mean, it's credit to LSU. They have nine people that have never played together before. Like, that's insane. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's always a tough, like, balance of that. But I mean, if, yeah, you get a good post. I mean, if you're a good post, you're a good post. If you're a good basketball player, like, Kalen's going to find ways to get you the ball, right? I mean, you want to play with a gamer? You want to win? You want to play with someone that just doesn't want to lose, like, hates losing? Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a shiny prospect, you know? I mean, Iowa City, and I mean, I think obviously the fans, who I don't think we've talked about much either are insane. Like how many freaking Hawk fans were in Dallas? Like that's not that, it's not that far, but it's not that close. Like it's yeah. not that, you know, it's a, it's a great place to play. I mean, you're sold out. You, I mean, having no pro sports, like it put them on the map even more. I think they have been, I think people know about, I mean, especially in the big 10, you know, who has good fans and who has bases. I mean, you know, like us, we know Iowa state, they have good, you no, know, that's a good fan base. That's good. It's, they love women's basketball in, in, in the state of Iowa. So, I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a shiny uh, prospect and the portal could make things definitely interesting. It makes everything interesting now. <laughs> All right, let's go back to our phone lines. Thank you for calling our Iowa post game here from the Hawkeye of the storm. Who's calling into our Iowa Smokehouse line? Hey, Corey, it's Ryan. How are you? Good, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I uh, really take this as a tremendous privilege to talk to Samantha Logic. Um, I was living in Madison, Samantha, when you were playing at Racine. And I remember you well uh, when you were in high school. And boy, oh boy, I want to tell you something. I was fired up when you committed to Iowa. Yeah. And you have been my favorite player ever since. And I want you to know that. I appreciate that. I wanted to ask you, uh, because I'm going to be critical of you a little bit, so bear with me. Get How me many games of the Iowa team have you watched this year other than today? I would say, I would guess around 10. You know? Okay, then I'm going to be off base. Because Eight, what ten. I was going to say to you was um, that I thought, you know, um, the officiating was a factor today for Iowa. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. And the reason I say that isn't because isn't because that Iowa deserved to win the game. They did not. They were outplayed, they were outshot, and they didn't defend. Mm-hmm. And this all happened in the first half. But yeah. the problem is, here's my problem with this game today. Um, Iowa has demonstrated in the Big Ten Conference this year, that they've been able to play physical and they've been able to adapt to multi-defenses. Now, it's a disadvantage when you're playing the third team from the same conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was a huge disadvantage for Iowa today. And it was the problem South Carolina had. I told uh, um, um, MVP Hawk, I forget his name. Come on, Corey, help me out here. Dereal. MVP. He said, you know, that I, Iowa would lose to South Carolina. And I said, no, they would not. Because I didn't think that South Carolina would be able to beat 
two Big Ten schools back to back. And Iowa, uh, Iowa's coaches put a great game plan in for South Carolina. And that's exactly what LSU did today. And it was the SEC's third shot to do it. And they did it. And they were successful. But the problem is the officials took Iowa out of their rhythm. And they did it at a critical time when it was down to seven points that Iowa had, had, had was down at that critical moment where they closed the gap from being 21 down yeah. after them having a phenomenal first half shooting performance and took them out of the rhythm, took them out of their momentum. It's a game of runs and momentum. And I'm sorry, but the officials took them out of that. They did. Now, would they have won the game? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. All of America today tuned into this game to see the Iowa team play. And Corey's right in that Caitlin is a phenomena that's incredible. What you are to me, Caitlin is to America. I mean, everybody has just, you know, been dazzled, you know, beyond belief by this girl. And the accolades that she's received from black athletes that are NBA stars like Magic Johnson and others is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's too bad. They didn't, the people there today didn't pay that kind of money for a seat, you know, to see her sit on the bench. And that's, that's how I feel about it. Yep. Yes. Thank you for the call, Ryan. And uh, quite a compliment to Sam to say that uh, – yeah, she is to you what Clark is to the country. So thank you for the call, Ryan. No, really, truly, you were phenomenal, and it was fun to watch. Well, I'll let you get back to other callers, Corey. Bye. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I, uh, I knew that would be the response from some people. And uh, here's a, an LSU fan in the chat says, uh, "You know, I'm an LSU fan. These officials were horrible." And I, I do think. I mean, in that first quarter, I talked about Kim Mulkey being out in the court. She was out in the court a lot because she was disagreeing with calls. And it is, I, I, I do see it from the other side of this too, Sam, that although you have to officiate things fairly and call fouls fouls, like at some point you don't want the story of a game to be officiating. And when that's the top story on the ESPN halftime report, that probably is a sign to the, that officiating crew that, hey, we probably didn't do our best in the first half. Yeah, no, like I said, I, you, don't, you don't want refs to be, and I don't think they want to be, the storyline either right like they don't want to i mean they they have processes of making it to the final four games and i mean they go through film and they get critiqued and i mean they try to get the the best of the best through the tournament you know like they when we advance like refs advance i'm pretty sure that's how it works like they you know they move on up the chain too and um yeah it's just it's really unfortunate like i said i just think that um especially Monica's first couple and, uh, and really Reese's first couple were just, they're just not there. I mean, they just, they, it didn't seem like they were there and, um, Hawk fan, Tiger fan, whatever, you know, you want, like I said, you want, you do want to see Caitlin play. You want to see Angel Reese on the floor. That's you want to play like the all Americans. You want to see him play. Um, obviously it doesn't always work out like that. And like I said, the, I really just think I'm su I was super, super impressed with, um, Carson coming in and just being game ready, you know, it's, it was an impressive uh, showing for her, but yeah, no, the refing is, it's, you just don't want to be talking about the refing. You want to be talking about the game planning. You want to be talking about the, I mean, like I said, you want to be talking about 
even if it's on the losing side for us, like Carson, or you want to talk about the defense of Gabby Marshall or Caitlin hitting eight for 16 from three, like you want those to be the storylines. Um, and it, yeah, it, I just, like you said, it's on right now on Twitter. I'm sure that's not, I don't do Twitter, but I'm sure that's what's trending or whatever it's called. Why don't you do, tw- why don't you do Twitter, Sam? I don't really do social media that much. I didn't even have an Instagram. I was convinced for an Instagram after I graduated. And I, it's just, you're wasting a lot of time on social media. I'm not a social media gal. <laughs> I admire, I no, I, I told you uh, prior to you being on here, I admire the heck out of that because social media, I think is, as a, uh, well, I mean, there, this show wouldn't exist if it were for social right. media. So I acknowledge the benefits of it, but uh, world is a different place with social media. That's a, that's a conversation for a different day. I do want to get your take um, on when you look at how, how Angel Reese plays. She's dominant on the glass, and we talk about South Carolina all we want. How would you have defended her? And I'm not just talking about boxing out yeah. and hustle, but how do you stop her down low? I know that's easier to ask yeah. answer. Well, yeah, and it's, and it's definitely easier said than done, too, right? I mean, what do you do to, to stop Aaliyah Boston? Well, you box her out. But, like, okay, she's she's a force. Like, she – like I said, and Reese, too. I mean, she might even be a more aggressive rebounder just for her size, you know? I mean, she just – she she has – it's just those people that have a knack to the ball, you know? It's like Kashina Alexander when she played for Iowa. Like, 5'9", just rebounded – she has a nose for it, you know? You just – you have to box her out. And I think um, it's tougher when obviously for post, like if you're close to the basket to turn and hit and box out like that close to the basket's tough. I mean, also if, if you're playing off of somebody a little bit, um, I mean, she's athletic enough and she's, she finishes well enough. I think with both hands for being left-handed um, that you can't like really just push up on her either. You know, she uses her, her length and her size and her, her speed to, get to the rim. Um, so, so sometimes I don't love sagging off of post players like that because it's so much further to box out then, you know, it's, if I'm five feet off of you and letting you shoot, like you get that running start to box out. But if I'm up on you, like it's again, it's a pick your poison thing. Like, am I going to let her maybe blow by me a couple times for a couple easy layups or get a couple offensive rebound and kickouts, you know, but um, yeah, I think you just have to be physical. I think you have to try to set the tone early. I mean, she's going to be physical. She, she does a great job of it. And I think trying to set the tone early with like really just hitting and maybe I don't get the rebound, but like this is how you have to think like team rebounding, like, right. I might not get the rebound if I'm boxing her out, but someone else has to come in and, and swing it, swing it off the glass. Cause we just, we can't have her get it. Cause she's just, she's so good. I do want to go back to officiating for a second and ask your question on, on perspective on a specific rule that was implemented this year. And that is the flop rule. Um, yeah. First of all, I don't even remember the last time I saw and I watched every Iowa women's basketball game this year. I think it was implemented a lot more on the men's side earlier in the season. I'm sure it was called on the women's side because I, I'm assuming it's in the rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm making an ignorant statement in saying that. But do you feel like the calls like that? Like, how do you feel about the flop rule? Because it seems like as the season went on, it was called less and less and less, and it puts the officials in a very difficult position. I thought there were a couple tonight that could have been called flops. Yeah. Is it, well, what is, what do you get? Like, is it just like a warning and then a technical? Is that usually what the. Uh, this year, and again, I'm speaking sort of out of turn because I guess I can't tell you 1000% that right. it's the same on the women's side, but on the men's side, this was the first year where it's an automatic T. Okay. It's a, big, it's a big call, and it's hard to make in the moment. Right. Um, 
I don't remember. I, again, it's been a long time since I've even seen that call on the men's side. They were calling it left and right in November and December. I know Gary Close said he hated the call because yeah. it's just as hard to officiate fairly. Um, but there has been a problem. I think that's that's something the officials are trying to eliminate is the the overacting that occurs, especially especially on block charge situations. Right. I just think it puts the officials in a, in a more compromised situation. Well, yeah, I mean, it's already like you said, the block charge is one of the hardest calls in college basketball. And I would assume, I mean, with the flop, that would be probably take over it. I mean, people are creative. I mean, you watch James Harden, you I mean, LeBron, you watch all of them now, like it's part of the sport. Like it's, but it's becoming like soccer. Like, okay, I'm sorry for the soccer fans, but listen, y'all like when they're down on the ground for like three minutes, grabbing their shin and then go run. Like you're ridiculous. Like you're soft, you're being soft and trying to sell a call, which I get, but yeah, I think, um, it's hard to put on the officials because officiating is already so so subjective, right? Like what I see, what I like feel, is this person been doing it the whole game? Have they been trying to sell calls? Are they really getting hit? How strong is the player that, you know, is hitting them? Like all, a lot, so many factors go into it. I think it's it's tough to, like I said, put on the officials' plate. And I'm sure early in the year, like I we talked about, like there's points of emphasis, and I'm sure that was really high up there. So early in the season, like they're really trying to – execute the points of emphasis from, from the, well, I mean, whatever association it is, maybe it's just NCAA, but um, I think, it, I think it's just a tough call, like to do. I think the more you call it though, the less people are going to do it. Like, you know, the less, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to oversaturate it with flopping calls and give people tease left and right. But I mean, the more you call them, it's, I can't fall just because now, because if it's a technical, it's an important, you know, like the NBA, like they get, they find them. What is it like five K or something, which to them, maybe not that much money, but like it's incentive though, to not do it. Like it's incentive right. to like, I don't want to flop there. It's not worth that. Speaking of uh, uh, incentive and, and fines, do you get fined for making comments to the media about officiating in Europe? No, no. How much, how much media do you have to interact? Do you yeah. It depends on the games. I mean, there's, um, and it depends on the countries, you know, that how popular like women's basketball is and stuff. But no, I don't think I don't think you would get fined. I think in Europe, everyone's very much more blunt, though. Like, hey, Sam, like you sucked today, pretty much like someone would say like, like, oh, you, you know, you didn't deserve to win or like, oh, your team shouldn't have won that game. Like people are very just like they say what they think instead of like trying to sugarcoat things, which I kind of like. But no, you don't really. I think usually most of the time, most teams feel the same way about the officials so it's really not talked about all the time as much like media wise you know yeah was there ever a time where you said something to the media when you were at i I mean you were pretty you you were not a uh you were not an edgy player like you were you had an edge on the court but like you weren't somebody who was going to rip officiating after the game did you ever get warned or anything ever said to you behind closed doors after saying something to the media oh no because i said i think I don't think I ever said anything that edgy. I mean, most of the time I probably just believe that we, if we lost, we probably sucked and deserved to lose most of the time. You know, I mean, most, most games, most games aren't decided by them. Given that like maybe they did suck, but I mean, there's things that you can control too. Like, did you suck more than the officials? Maybe we suck more than the officials, you know? So it's like, I think that we tried to do it. I mean, I think coach Blue always did a good job. Like what, that's what we can control. What can we control our turnovers? Can we control our offensive rebounds? Can we control like 
you know, like stupid shots, you know, things like that. So I think you just, what you focus on is what becomes more relevant to you. And I think, I mean, we've just always, you try to take responsibility for what you can do. And like I said, you can't always control that, even though it feels like you want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do appreciate Sam's time this evening. I'm going to hang out with people a little bit longer. We've got two more callers. We want to run through these callers before we, we, uh, uh, bid Sam adieu. I know it's it's late over in Luxembourg, Sam. So again, thank you for being with us. Let's get to our caller who's been on hold for a length of this show. Thank you for calling Iowa Post Game here, our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Who's on the line? Uh, so I just wanted to say uh, a few nice things, and then I'm going to say some not so nice things. Okay. Please keep it G-rated. I'll, oh, I'll keep it. I'll keep it G-rated. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, yeah. First of all, you know, I thought LSU. I mean, the way they shot the ball, there's not much. Two bank three point three three pointers in the game. It was like they were just hitting everything. Sixty five percent from the three point line. Not much you could do about that. Um. Also, um, they had a big rebounding edge. And uh, I also wanted to say this Hawkeye team, I've been watching Hawkeye sports my whole life. Um, this has to be, you know, the most inspiring team that I've had the most respect and admiration for. So I'm very, very proud of them, even though they lost this game. Uh, but the way that the game was officiated, I do think there was um, a huge disparity there. Um, the LSU's coach basically pretty much swinging or grabbing at the ref, nothing being called there. Um, just the calls were not going their, uh, the, the Hawkeyes way. And it, they could not get into an offensive or defensive flow from the start. And that's, that's pretty much um, a huge factor in the game. And um, I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say anything else. Oh, you're I, not going to get a late caller. You're not going to get fined. No, no, I'm fine. Okay, I could say a few more things, but you said keep it G-rated. I'm going to try to keep it G-rated. Okay. Well, we, we yeah. appreciate you calling, and, and again, you're not alone in how yeah. you're, you're feeling this evening. Yeah, all right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I think that's just in, that call is indicative of the frustrations out there tonight, Sam. And, uh, you know, I, I think... As Iowa fans, you're going to be disappointed regardless. You get to this stage, and and what an accomplishment. Again, this never been done in the history of the program. I think a lot of fans, including myself, are sitting there late in the game thinking, you know, if you lose, you lose. But to feel like the officials really did play a, a major factor, that's the frustrating thing. Uh, but again, you got to give LSU credit. Made 11 threes in the game. Now, nine of those, I believe, were in the first half. I don't have the official final box score. I'll grab that once we uh, say goodbye to Sam. But uh I mean, they shot the ball from three really well. Uh, they were solid from the free throw line, obviously one rebounding. Not quite as big of a disparity there as I anticipated. Nothing like the South Carolina game two nights ago. 37-26 to 26 the final, offensive rebounding, 14-7, of course, in favor uh, of LSU. I think one major factor was the 16 turnovers from Iowa. Got a little loose with the basketball. Those hurt, uh, especially when you're trying to make a comeback. At one point, we didn't talk about this. Iowa's down 21 in the third quarter, Sam. They... I've given up, I think, four straight points to start the second half to, to get that deficit to 21. 
And then they make a push, and all of a sudden, like two minutes later, it's a 12 nothing yeah. lead, and I was right back in. And what were your thoughts at that moment in the game? Oh, well, here, buckle up. Like, here we go. You know, that's what we were um, – I was watching it with, like I said, a couple friends over here. Um, and I was like, hey, like, we got a game now. I got to eight, and I got to seven. Then, it went, you know, LSU answered every time. We got it back to eight a couple times. And I was like, hey, we got a shot. I thought we, we – I was like, we still can do it. I think we're – we're an experienced team. I think the announcers had 92 games straight. This core has started together. So I don't think they were going to get too like flustered with anything. I think, I mean, like LSU shot nine from 12 from three in the first half. I think, I mean, not disrespectful to them, but no one shoots like that. So, you know, that's going to come down average wise. Um, so I think they're going to stay calm. I, I was a little nervous then, you know, coming in when they, they scored those four unanswered to start and you said down 21 but they they stay calm they they stay together it's nothing new that they have it's nothing fancy that they did they found each other they hit shots that stuff they've been doing all year so i was just i was ready for the run you know like i said lsu answered it but uh in a couple tougher calls officiating but i mean they stuck together they they didn't get i don't think they got too rattled which i think is pretty impressive i mean you know when you're on that big of a stage and you know people are watching and yeah, a lot of people pulling for you. You know, there's a lot going on, but they uh, they stuck together. And I mean, not that I expect anything less. I mean, that's they they've done that. Coach Bluter's teams tend to do that. Like that's the kind of people we have in the program. And it was just I was just proud of them. It was it was like I said, it's not what you want. Like, and I said here, like one team in the country ends winning a and ends their season winning a game. Yeah. Well, NIT. Okay. Right. And, but I mean, you're 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 trying to get to the NCAA tournament. So one team. So like, you win your conference, then you go until you lose. And one team out of well, okay, two, three, CBI, whatever, all these freaking tournaments. Are. You have one winner, okay? Damn it, you have one winner that that want, wins what you want to win. And the other 340, whatever it is, like they don't. And that's we're on that side. But I mean, you're in, like I said, you're in the final four, you're in the top two in the country in in this thing, and it's. I mean, you just you battle. It's a national championship game, and that's what they did. Can they get back there, Sam? I know you're going to say yes, but I mean, is that realistic to think that this program can get back there as long as Caitlin is here? Well, Caitlin's there. I mean, anything's possible. The girl drops how many points she have this tournament? Like two hundred? My lord! Like some, some ridiculous, something ridiculous, and shooting efficiently. Because um, I think you're just, she's just going to keep getting better. I mean, more attention is going to go on her. I think they're capable. I mean. Because, listen, Iowa makes shots they can play with anybody. I mean, literally anybody in the country and beat anybody. And now I think it's going to start turning that tide of, like, well, now teams have to play with them. You know, like, it's it's that next standard of, okay, we can play with anybody, but, like, can anyone play with us? You know, it's that, that was the, what the UConn, you know, South Carolina has, like, oh, can we compete with them? Yes, we proved that now. So now we want to just sustain that excellence of we want to be in those conversations of, like, can teams hang, you know? And, um yeah, I think they can. I mean, like you said, I think our obviously when you're losing a all Big Ten post that shoots 110 percent from the field, like you're you're gonna have a it's a it's a big spot to fill. But I mean, Megan left and Monica stepped right in. I mean, it it was a seamless transition. I think Coach Jay just gets them gets them ready. Like I mean, all the coaches, but for the post specifically, like. That's like kind of the you would say the question mark just because of the lack of experience. But I mean, we've had a good post player for 
seven years in a row or something like that. I mean, it's just, they does just keep concern, Does it concern you at all that we didn't see a big jump from Addison from last year to this year? I don't know if I would, would say concern. I mean, she, I thought, like I said, I think she played solid in her minutes that she had. Like, she she hasn't gotten the opportunity much. I mean, they, they gave a lot of minutes to Hannah when when Mon was out, like, getting her, her rest and stuff. I mean, they play a four-guard offense, so, like, you don't really need, like, three big posts that are going to play 25 minutes each. Like, that's just not how it's been done. And it could happen, right? Like, I mean, people can make jumps and stuff. But I think she played solid. She's it's a big body. I think good hands. Like moves pretty well. She has good form. I mean, you have a whole summer to, to work on it, and like now there's a spot open. And it's like who's gonna go grab it? You know, it's you're gonna kind of see who wants to compete for that spot and compete for those minutes. And I think so. I don't think I would say I'm really necessarily concerned because I don't think when she was playing, I wasn't like, oh hell, you know, like I, I didn't feel that way. I was like, you know, she she competed. She did her job. Like she came in, and it's a tough spot to be in. You don't play a lot of minutes, like literally all year. And you're coming in in the final four. She had big, I mean, the, the, you know, final four, championship game, you played big minutes. And there wasn't that, I mean, wasn't a, some crazy drop off where it's like, okay, they went on a 12 0 run, you know? So I think, I think it's, it could be bright for, like I said, her and Hannah, I really, I think it, we might be all right. <laughs> let's get to our final caller before we let uh, Sam slide. Uh, let's call, let's see. We got James on our Iowa Smokehouse calling line. James, welcome how back. You, how you doing? I'm all right. Man. First off, I want to say for everybody, like, obviously, losses suck, right? But to get there is something, you know, that you might never forget. You know what I mean? As a fan, you might never forget. Like, yes, we lost, but you always kind of look at it as, like, this was an opportunity for us to put our state on the map. What I mean by that is, like, people don't know where I was at. You know, some people don't. You go somewhere, some people don't know where I was at. You know what I mean? Like, Kaylin has everybody watching us as a state. You know, I think that's something that people just look at like, oh, well, we lost. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, this happened. But, like, they're letting us know where – she's letting us people know where I was at, like, that we are here, you know, and that we do have people that can play athletically with other people. Because I know growing up here, a lot of people said, oh, you're not good enough to go big time. You're not good enough to do this. You're not good enough to do that. You know what I mean? And she's an Iowa kid who's obviously proving that you can be good enough coming from the state to do that. And and James, uh, we talk about athleticism and upside. Uh, we've talked about Hannah Stolke. She's going to be a lot better next year, and she's an Iowa uh, native. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're right about that. And uh, one thing, too, you know, they talked about the whole uh, Angel Reese issue about her tongue and whatever, walking walking behind her, doing all that stuff. I don't really care about that as much, and I love the way Kaylin handled it. Kaylin said, she said, I didn't even notice that. I was just trying to get in the handshake line. Like, she's like, it's a part of the game. Like you just don't worry about it. And like, I like that, you know, that's kind of the mindset you need to have in that. The one thing I don't like is that they didn't go through the handshake line. LSU didn't, I don't respect that. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful where it's like, like, isn't that, actually, typical, though? isn't that kind of typical for a, when you win no, a title? No, no. no? Okay. We were lined up though. Like everybody was lined up waiting and they just walked off. Okay. Well, I mean, they can line up if they want. Is that, is that, uh, is that not typical for a title when you win a championship, Sam, that you're celebrating in midcourt? Or the, how does that? I haven't won a Big Ten title. or uh, I haven't won a title of the state, so that I wouldn't know. I can't speak, unfortunately. I, we didn't, like I said, won some Big Ten titles or obviously not a national title um, when I was there. Overseas, we do it. I mean, we, you celebrate and you um, normally shake hands. I, know, I mean, I feel like. 
again, ideally you want them, right? You want them to like come shake hands and say good game, but like also. But you're but you're the one that won. You think you would want to shake hands more if you're LSU. You're the one that won. You know, I was one that lost. Yeah. You think they'd be more, you know, more down, more depressed when they're the ones that lost. You get what I'm saying? Like, no, I've never seen the winning team do it. But you're also like, okay, how many brackets had South Carolina winning the championship, right? Eight, Probably 90, all of them. Right? Like, whatever. Yeah. So, like, so you beat, I mean, and really, so South Carolina is not in there. No one's, I mean, and then, and then after that game against, uh, for Iowa, like every, I mean, all the experts picked the Hawks. Like they were like, you know, they're riding this high. Like, so they have that little chip on their shoulder too. And they, they just proved it. And I think you're celebrating with your team. I mean, like I said, ideally you want to, um, them to come shake your hand, I think. And it's not like some perfect world of like, okay, they should have done it. Maybe should they have? Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be like too, too salt. I'd probably be salty about it after I was losing. Like if it was me on the court and you're not shaking my hand, I'd probably feel some type of way about it. But like as a fan right now, and like, and still as a player, like I can understand it. I, I'm not, like I said, it's not some ideal situation. Like don't, don't shake their hands after you. But again, you're the confetti's falling. Like everything you've worked for your whole life just happened. Right. Like is, is Sam, does Sam logic have a bit of a, a soft spot for Kim Mulkey, Sam? <laughs> No, I no, I don't. I don't have a softball. Okay, okay good. <laughs> she was so happy though, winning. She was so happy winning. I mean, you and they. I mean, these coaches put so much time and effort into everything, and it's just. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, I don't. I don't even say I would say like I'm some big Kamalki fan, right? But I mean, you can tell how much she cares about her kids, right? Like she's crying. Like she's won it three times already. Right, like, and that's and that 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 feeling for her again for her state, like she's from Louisiana, she played at La Tech, like she came back home to do this for her state, you know, and so I think you can see like the emotion and the just how much energy and stuff you're putting into your players, like that came out and before the game was even over, kind of like we said when the the the, the deal was sealed, um, and then in the interview with um, Holly Rowe after after the game, she was, I mean, she was speechless, and that's. That's kind of crazy, right? Like, I mean, she's won it three times before. So, I mean, like I said, you just can tell how much effort coaching staffs and put in, invest into their players and and into the game of women's basketball. Anything else, James? No, I was gonna say. Uh, also, I was seen um, that Lisa Buda was talking. She was like the ref. Uh, she didn't say anything about the ref. She's like, I can't speak on that. So, you know, obviously she couldn't, but some people were wondering about that. She said, I can't speak on that. So, but uh, for me, it's like, obviously, I don't understand how, and I get it's not part of the game. We should, should stop the three better. We didn't defend the three very well. We left them open. They hit their shots. That's good on them. You know, they did what they needed to do in a basketball game. And I'll do to all respect to them, like, play basketball and you win the game because they, they outplayed us. So they kind of deserve to win in my eyes, you know, but. I don't understand how you have a coach literally running on the court. She ran into the ref. She literally, there was one picture where she was above, you know how they have like the thing on the, the side? Coach's like, box. No, not the coach's box. They have like the print or whatever, like the sponsorship. Oh, yeah. She was standing in front of the sponsorship while the ball was in the other half. Like standing literally in front of it. And I'm like, bro, how are you halfway on the court and they don't give you a technical? Yeah. I just don't understand that. It's like, I get, that's not the biggest part, but it's like, if Fran were to do that, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's, we're oh. done. We're Eating done. Right, wrong, and different. Fran has a little reputation preceding him a little bit more too. Maybe Mulkey does something. I don't know well, about him. What's Kim Mulkey's reputation, uh, Sam? That's what I mean. No, I mean I don't know if it's. Here's what I don't like about Kim Mulkey, Sam. I, I, I don't mean to make this into a yeah a Kim Mulkey show, but Kim Mulkey may I know I I have no doubt she loves her players. 
Yeah. But what I see from a fan's perspective on the other side of it is I see a, a person who's obsessed with making everything about herself. And that I don't like when we're talking about the college level. When everything, when the first question yesterday, pre-national championship is about Kim Mulkey's outfit. <laughs> I have a problem with that. I, I have a problem with that at the college level. And so, I, you know, maybe she loves her players. Nothing against that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Angel, it looks like her players love her. She obviously knows how to coach. <laughs> right. She gets here. Oh, programs. Exactly. I, I have a problem with her seeming to make everything about herself. She comes out in tiger print tonight, whatever that I, I just needed to say that because I am not a Kim Mulkey fan. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Like I said, I mean, I'm not a fan of the outfits. I mean, like I said, do you want to wear wild stuff? You know, it's, it's almost like, like, almost connecting to like social media, like the more of a presence you feel like everyone knows her though, you know, in the women's basketball world, like because of her outfit. So maybe that's the one thing that's like, you know what? I am a good coach. I care about my players. Like this is how I'm going to stand out. Like I said, I'm not here like, Oh, she's the greatest thing since that sliced bread because of it. Right. But I mean, it's something that it's a tactic, you know, it's like, and maybe she just, maybe she does just like dressing like that. I have no idea. I would assume not, but maybe she does, but like everyone knows her. And I mean, for whatever reason that is, it's, it's true. And like you said, you win four ch championships, but people talk about your outfits. It's, I said, maybe it's not the most ideal. I, got, I, 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 would, I would not, I'm not bold enough to wear, I'd be very much like, like Blues was like, you know, black and like simple, but tactics, man, if they stick in your head, like I said, you know who she is. Sam is just really politically correct and doesn't want to offend anybody tonight. We're going to have to wait till you retire, Sam, because then you're going to feel a lot more free to just take shots. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I, I'm quite, it's true. I literally said that to, like I said, I was had Amanda Cahill over. I don't know if you remember that name from Indiana. Amanda Cahill plays in Luxembourg too. And we were over here and um, like, yeah, man, those outfits are wild. But I'm like, listen, she, everyone knows who she is. And yeah. maybe the outfits but then but she can coach like that that woman she's proven it she's won national championships and maybe if that catches a recruit's attention then hell who am i to tell her not to do it i don't know i i think it's a little wild right but whatever floats your boat man it's i think the outfit i think the out that's i'll say this i think the outfits fit the personality and the way she comes i, I just do i mean i just think you know yeah anyway. probably probably i guess i've never spoke i really i mean I mean, we, they ended also ended on my career at Baylor. So I was a little, so no soft spots for sure. But I mean, yeah. she can coach. That's what I mean. And I'm, I'm a person like, I'm about basketball, right? Like I'm about, I'm about playing. So like how'd the game go? I want it. Like I said, that's why I want, you don't want a fish chain to be part of it. Cause you want the players that should be like have deserved and earned that right to play. But like, I want to talk X's and O's. I want to pick brains of things. Like all the extra stuff is just, extra i don't do social media why because i mean it's not x's and o's like it's like you know what i mean it's i'm just like a pretty straightforward person with it so it's like she can do what she wants like i'm gonna worry about mine over here she has hers over there you know <laughs> you're also for you're also from the midwest right so like right also it has an influence yo my mom would be crazy like if i dressed in something like that she'd be like what are you doing am i both anybody I, I, I hope my family would check me first you know like you got to know your people like don't be doing that but She's the boss, though. She can do whatever she wants, I guess. <laughs> James, anything? Any well, yeah, one more, a couple more. Just I have two more quick things. First off, I know they're not going to watch this, but Monica and McKinley, you know, we're going to appreciate them no matter what. And uh, 
appreciate everything they did for the University of Iowa. And it, it, to me, I see people in the chat trying to, like, you know, rile up stuff. There's not no riling up. We have what we have we put our best effort out there and they beat us. That's what happens. It's part of the game and just live on with it. And I thank you to those. And hopefully people don't leave in the portal, but if they leave as well. I also appreciate them for everything they've done to help us get to the point we did. And uh, hopefully next year we can, I mean, it was, it's kind of hard to bounce back next year when you make the finals. You know, it's kind of hard to say bounce back when you make the finals unless you win it all. Yeah. But anyways, hopefully we have another good year next year and just keep on moving. You know, the sun comes up and the sun comes up tomorrow and we just keep living our lives. That's how it works. So somebody can look at it and, uh, Thank you for being on here, Sam. Obviously, I'm not old enough to. I know who you are, but I'm not old enough to. I don't know to like see you play, but I know who you are. So you're not that James. Like, how how old? You're not that. You, 20, you're, uh, yeah, but I didn't start watching like women's basketball until like okay. recently at Iowa as much. Okay. So that's gonna make Sam <laughs> way too old. Thirty, yo, but it's okay. Uh, I'll let it slide. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, it's all right. Yeah, I just didn't watch women's basketball until recently when I feel like I kind of. Understood more things, and now that I'm a high school basketball coach, I kind of understand a little bit more about the game, so it's a little bit more fun to watch. But, anyways, enjoy your night. And uh, the sun comes up tomorrow, just remember that no matter what. And everybody that will say something, they can say whatever they want. They won the national championship, congrats to them. And there's no crying, no hold, just hold your head up high, and we'll be all right. Yeah, go Hawks. Appreciate the call, sir. All right, folks, uh, we're going to let Sam slide. I'm going to be here for the next hour or so, taking calls, taking uh, comments in the chat, and uh, talking about. this game, the future, uh, we can talk a little bit about the men, although the plan is to be live after the men's championship tomorrow. Uh, Samantha Logic, we greatly, I know I greatly appreciate, I know the fans greatly appreciate seeing you. Uh, it's been a while, and don't be such a stranger. I know you're across the, the, the globe. Yeah. Uh, how long do you plan on going? I'm not trying to push you into retirement, but how long right. do you plan on uh, being, staying pro? It always depends. You're always like, okay, one more year, okay, one more year, and then all of a sudden you're at year eight. You know, no, I think I pro- truthfully, probably one more. I think that's what my wife and I are kind of thinking. Um, but like I said, who knows? I mean, it could be. But if I had to bet money on it, I'd say probably one more trip around and then maybe something else, I guess. But then you got to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life besides play basketball, you know? So then that's not like always ideal either. <laughs> right. Well, we, we greatly appreciate you having you on and you're always welcome on this show. We'll talk to you. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk to you next season and uh, maybe recapping another historic Iowa run. Hey, love to it. I love. I love. That's the case. Thank you, Sam. Have a great night. You Take care. All right, folks. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Iowa legend, Hawkeye legend, Sam Logic, joining us for the last hour here at uh, from the Hawkeye of the Storm and our Iowa post game coverage. We're continuing here. Uh, taking your calls, taking your chats and comments. So uh, don't log off yet. We've got lots to get to. Look at Tony dropping a, a, a bombshell here with the uh, smoke. Or the, I almost said Iowa Smokehouse. Uh, we'll, we'll let Iowa Smokehouse uh, sponsor the Tony Schneider uh, Super Chat. Thank you, Tony. $1 for every point Caitlin scored in the NCAA tournament. All right. Well, that's uh, I'm going to take that, even though I had nothing to do with those points. Let's go to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line and speak of the devil. There he is. Tony, look at you. How are you, Tony? Hey, could you uh, hear me fine? You sound sick, but I can hear you. It's, um, you know, I was in Arizona last week and now I'm back to Sioux Falls and the allergies catch up with you when you get that drastic, you know, difference in the 
temperatures and stuff. The like out, that. Well, let's not forget too. Big windstorm, a big storm a couple of days ago. You had hail. Yeah. It scared up the trees, and the you know it it messed things up. And we've had up and down weather, so I understand. But uh, so you're you're at home right now. You're you're yes. you're dealing with this loss. Uh, okay, I assume. Yeah, I. I was ready for everything. I I went across the border, which was about a like thirty minute drive because I live in Sioux Falls. I bought my uh, Iowa to win it all ticket. I I did that when the Cub. I'm a Cubs fan too, so I bought my cheapy ticket when they won it in sixteen, and it was only five bucks to win eight bucks, so it wasn't that much. It was just going to be more um, commemorative. Sorry, excuse me. It wasn't meant to be like I'm going to make a profit off of Iowa winning, but um. A lot of people have brought up, uh, sorry, uh, Bluter was asked a lot of baiting questions in the press conference. Like they asked her um, about the officials and uh, she said she never felt like the officials even let her have a word. Like she tried to talk to, yeah, they did. No, I mean, they did. But like she, she expressed that in the press conference. Good. That like Good. It was very frustrating that she tried to just talk to him and she felt like they didn't even listen to him. You know what I would to do? To her, I'm sorry. You know what I would do if I would, well, Gary Barta. You know what I would do if I was the Iowa administration, Tony? I would say, well, and it's too late now, but I would have said to Lisa, Lisa, you say what you need to say in the post-game press conference. And as long as we're not, you know, no personal attacks on a person's character, and it, you say what you need to get the point across because it's the biggest stage and these officials drop a deuce in center court of this game. I would say you say whatever you need. And then in two weeks, when we announce that we're giving you uh, your salary a boost because of your performance, we're going to double whatever the fine is from the NCAA. So you're going to get your bonus, plus we're, you're, you're going to get enough to cover whatever the fine yeah. is. That's what I would have done. Because at some point, the officials need to be held accountable. We talk about this in the men's side all the time. Officials are not held accountable. And I'm not saying that Iowa would have won this game if it hadn't been for yeah. officiating, but it would have been a lot closer and I'm just sick of officials not being held accountable. That's what I was doing. No, Gary, Gary Barda doesn't – he doesn't run that uh, department by logic. So I don't expect him to make a decision like that. But uh, I maybe I could, I could call him a good friend of yours, but a good friend of yours, Brad, might run by logic. And I bet you the – Brad Heinrichs. Oh. The swarm guy, like the guy who got on. Like – I bet you he could get enough in the swarm to cover whatever fine. Like if if, if he said we're going to let Bluter go scorched earth on this game in a press he conference, can't, he cannot pay Lisa Bluter. Okay, gotcha. I'm sorry. I did. I didn't know the lookout. I know Lisa Bluter can't donate to the swarm. I don't believe that the yeah. NIL that that would and there would be some people who would say that's a poor way of uh, operating your your NIL NIL collective. But there's so much money with this program, and she deserves a hefty raise for what mm -hmm. she did with this team this year. So, anyways, it, it is what it is. And by the way, you said I'm not arguing with you, but you said the officials baited her. I, I mean, or the excuse me, the the, the, the report. Well, the reporters ask leading questions, and I know that's part of being a reporter. Have to, I mean, how could you yeah. not ask questions about the officials? You you have to. That's what makes yeah. this stupid. That's what makes Tony. That's what no, makes this stupid. With the fact that, that coaches and players, well, players can't, coaches cannot say basically anything about officials is because reporters have an obligation <laughs> to ask about it. And the coaches have their hands tied. They can't mm -hmm. say a darn word.
That is ridiculous, and that's where we're at. And we want to make all these changes with the rules and whatnot. How about we make a change here? How about we have press conferences, post-game press conferences for the lead official of every game? That would at least begin the road to accountability. No, and, and she even said, I, I kind of short phrased it with my notes or however you want to say it. Like she even said, you guys know I can't say anything, but this is how I'm going to work. You know, like that I tried to talk to the officials and they didn't. You know, they also asked her, I think it was brought up about uh, the LSU player uh, Reese following Clark and taunting her. And then the, another one they brought up was um, the crowd support. And every single response from Bluter to me was pure class. It was like, we control what we can control and don't worry about what we can't control. You know, pretty like she's, she's saying what everyone knows, but not saying it to get a fine, like you mentioned. Right. Yeah. It, and unfortunately, as we said earlier, this was the story of the game. Whether you know, as great as Reese was and she was fantastic, this was the story of the game. It's what people are talking about on social media. And maybe part of that is who Caitlin Clark is. And people felt like we didn't get the full Caitlin Clark show because she was hampered by foul trouble. That is, I mean, there, there, you can't argue the fact that this game was totally different because you had Caitlin Clark on the bench, Monica Sonano on the bench. You have McKenna Warnock on the bench. And by the way, even when they're in there, Tony, Caitlin Clark had to play the whole uh, fourth quarter knowing she's got four fouls. Mm-hmm. And that is a factor. I'm not saying every one of those fouls was bogus, but it is. A, you can't deny that it's a big. It wasn't a big factor. I forget who it was that I follow on social media, but one of the former director of officials was not uh, complimentary of the officials' performance today. Like who? You don't know who it was. Uh, it was Jim. Jim was the guy's name. I forget who I followed because they retweeted the guy. You know what I mean? Like when Twitter, like. Someone retweets whatever. I forget who it was that I follow, but the former director of officials said this was a poor performance. And this was in the first half. The game wasn't even over. This was even before. I'm trying to think of the correct word to use without being awful, but the technical on Clark, that was that was my tipping point. And, you know, I'm very pro official. Once again, it's a stupid. It's a stupid call. It's a stupid mm-hmm. Paul, uh, you know everybody went nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tennis illustration. Yeah. You, you tell me, you, you you follow tennis at all, Tony? No, I do not. No, okay. sorry. But, Several uh, years ago during COVID, Novak Djokovic got uh, disqualified, DQ'd from a U.S. Open match because he was upset, and he as he was walking back to his uh, chair, he hit a ball underhand that happened. Yeah, I think I remember the sports center's coverage. Yeah. Hit a lineswoman in the throat. And they show her on TV going like this. You know, she's like, she's like about to die. He didn't do it intentionally. No. They cued him. Now, that's tennis. I understand there's a bit of yeah. a difference. Believe me, I, I've been watching tennis my whole life. I understand there's a difference in how you look at things and the sport and, and all that stuff. The fact that she dribbled the ball backwards, okay, that's a technical in, on, in this moment. She didn't say anything. She didn't make eye contact. Like, there's no eye contact. No. None. Great. Again, yeah. I, don't know how you, I know I'm just ranting and just repeating this. Yeah. Thing. Oh. Tony, how do you not give Kim Mulkey a technical 
out there on all fours, jumping up and down like an ant, like a literal animal, matching her, matching her uh, tiger. Yeah, bike. outfit. Yeah, jumping on all fours, and you saw the video at one point. Oh, I did. Contact with an official. I even said on Twitter, I forget who I replied to that I said the official acted as the get back coach in football. Like the official, you know, I, you have the get back coaches. Like the official acted as the get back coach. Yeah. It was, uh, that was like, and I, you know, I'm not taking any credit away. LSU was the better team today. I'm not going to dispute that at all. They hit the shots they needed to. Yeah, they did. But we were robbed, like you said, of a great game. Like, I've always said, and I think I've said it in past shows, that like as an official, you look at is the player making eye contact with you to show you up as an official. Clark didn't even look at that official when she threw the ball behind her back. And the official just teed her up immediately with her out even saying a word. And then like we just discussed a minute or two ago, the officials acting as a get-back coach in football, boxing Mulkey or uh, oh, shoot, yeah, Mulkey, right? That's her, yeah, Kim Mulkey, the the uh, LSU coach, like yeah. off of the floor. What can I ask you? What is the one word? What's one word you think of when you think of Kim Mulkey? And and I listen. By the way, I listened oh, to this I- conference yesterday. I I don't disagree with Sam Logic. A few minutes ago, said she's a great coach. You don't win multiple national titles without being a great coach. She's turned this program into a power in two years. I get it. But like the way she behaves, and I, I brought a high she makes everything about herself. She she just acts like a creature. I mean, j- just her her expressions and her and maybe somebody would say the same thing about you know if she's a creature, then Fran's a, a animal, total animal. I, I don't like how she the wrong way. I, I I maybe I'm being totally hypocritical because I'm an Iowa men's basketball fan. Yeah, me the wrong way. And you know I'm a I'm a huge. So you know I'm a huge Fran fan. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a mastery of the English language, so I'm having trouble coming up with just one word. But I'll say a short, concise sentence. I think she wants the game to be about her. There's zero reason for all those outfits. Zero reason. Like that takes like when that's what's being covered in the pregame. Her outfits as to pose her coaching prowess and what she does for these kids. And what was it you said? Um, I, I even saw the tweet, too, that they had the NIL stuff of the LSU players. And those two LSU players, like, supposedly outgained Clark. They were the top two, right? Weren't they? The um, there, there were two LSU players. I don't even know who they were. I don't even know. Well, maybe one of them was Angel Reese. Was One of them, one of them was Angel Reese, yeah. Fine. But yeah, I saw that, and I don't know again where on three is getting its valuation. I don't know where. Yeah, yeah. But to me, that just shows you it's sad what could become of the transfer portal in both men's and women's. You know, Miami bought their team in both men's and women's. You know, the Miami women's teammates. I don't think that valuation report is an indication that Kim Mulkey bought the team. Now, maybe she did. Maybe those players were lured here with NIL. But Clark was on that. Uh, on that, she was. No, oh, yeah. Well, and I don't believe that she was bought here. I think she decided to come here, and she's. Oh well, yeah, hundred percent. 
not who she is. But I think the both of them that were the LSU players were definitely transferred because Reese was a transfer because Reese, if I recall, is uh, Julian Reese's sister. The Julian Reese that plays at Maryland. Correct. And she went to Maryland and then just Yeah. yeah. It's just frustrating that that that's all, you know. But you know, you, you tip your cap to them like LSU played a great game and they they hit they hit shots. You know, we dared them to hit shots and they did. And that's all you can do, you know. Iowa had, well, let's get the cat out of there. Like, Iowa's not been good defensively all the year. No, like, no, we and yeah. They haven't been. We we they they found a way to make a deep run with average at best defense, and the game plan against South Carolina was really good. There is still room for improvement with this program. I think there's room for improvement with recruiting. There's room for improvement with how you attack the transfer portal, and there's room for improvement certainly with uh, defense. And uh, I, I, Gabby Marshall really grew on me as this year went on. They need more tenacious defenders. They need people who are more committed to rebounding the basketball. That's nothing against Hannah Stolke, Monica Sinano, Addison O'Grady, but that needs to be a focus during the offseason. And I understand, I acknowledge the fact that these two last two teams were two of the best rebounding teams, maybe the two best in the country, but that still needs to be a focus. I do not think LSU was as much of a defensive powerhouse as South Carolina, no. just from my eyes. Like, they did not get in our – I mean, how many uncontested three-pointers did we have that were nowhere near to be found in the South Carolina game? Like, they were in the grill of the third, fourth, and fifth, you know, Gabby Marshall, um, Kate Martin, and uh, the other girl, I'm sorry, escapes my mind. But, like, they were in the grill of all those options. And it was just a two-man show in that game. And, like – that was not the case with this LSU game. Their defense, I was not that impressed with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, there, there's a reason why they were uh, – obviously, they were on uh, – as far as uh, total uh, wins, losses, they were one of the best in the country overall. But their seeding wasn't great because they didn't play it. Yeah, that's – they played players. nobody. Nobody. So it was hard to know what we were going to get in this tournament. But Angel Reese is just really good, really long, really athletic. One of the best. Re- I think she's better rebounder than Leah Boston. I don't know the final. Time. Yes. More rebounds per game than Leah Boston did. But she is she is phenomenal down low, and she's just impossible to stop. It doesn't help when the officials officiate the game the way they did. But uh, she is really, really good. And they do have people that will make you pay from outside. Yeah. I'd love to see Iowa play one or two of these SEC teams in the non-conference next year. Because Bluter was not scared to challenge them this year in the non-conference. They had an amazing non-conference schedule. And, the and, women, the Iowa men. Yeah, and frankly, uh, I, I think with, uh, with the success of this program and Caitlin Clark returning, uh, it would be a good time to schedule some – Big time matchups. Not that there weren't good matchups this year. There were. We had North Carolina State came to town. I love the fact that Iowa plays Drake every year. They'll get them back in Carver next year. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on the K State. State. They went on the road to K State. That's a power conference team on the road. UConn was a, a, a neutral site game. They played in a good tournament out in Oregon or out in uh, was it Oregon? Yeah, or, yeah, the Phil Knight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I uh, th- this is an opportunity. They are going to be back. 
Tony. I'm not saying they're yeah. going to make oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. next year. But if they can figure out the post position, and boy, you, you, as Sam said, you, you would expect Jan Jensen and company to be able to figure out that position. They will be really, really, really good. And I don't think McKenna Warnock is coming back. She could, like, she could change her mind and say, "Hey, I don't want to. I want to put dental school off one year." She probably won't do that. I think she would have already said that. Who knows? But this team will be back. Yeah. I also uh, was impaired. Uh, prepared. I'm sorry. I'm impaired also, but prepared for celebration. I had the blue moon bottle for you because you trashed me. I think it was a month or two ago when I drank the cans, and you said, "Make sure you get the bottles." So. Well, the cans, you always have the aluminum taste in your mouth when you're yeah. drinking anything from a can. Everything's better in a bottle. Everything. The biker. I agree. Just e- even, I'm sorry, what? Even soda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get that real, you get that real Coke out of a bottle, like the real Coca-Cola. It's like it's, yeah. it's much better. So what time are you, are you going after the game tomorrow? Or during the game, or what's that plan with Coach Close? I, uh, I have not heard back from Coach Close. I believe the plan is to go on live after the game. We can talk about the game, but I kind of want to make it a season wrap up. It might we might just yeah. call it a hangout show and uh, see what we got. So uh, we, we wanted to do one more show with Coach Close before the end of the season. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate you following the women's team. And you know, I latched on to them during the Big Ten tournament run, and then the NCAA, and they're they're fun to watch and frustrating end, but you know. Lot to be proud of. By the way, for the for the people in the chat who there was a, there was more one or a couple of people who were upset that I used the word creature to describe <laughs> Tim Mulkey. I use the word animal to describe Fran McCaffrey, and it's got nothing to do with with I don't know Kim Mulkey as a person. I'm talking about how she behaves, how she dresses, and how she carries herself. I I, I just you know maybe that's a bit. I, I don't care. You can you can. You can stop this before I ask it or whatever, but what were your thoughts on that bar fight comment? Uh, where Lisa Bluter compared playing the South Carolina team to being in a bar fight for getting every... I, you didn't hear about that, I take it? By your, Maybe I didn't see that. Maybe I didn't hear This that. was a big deal made out of it. A big deal made out of it. And they asked Don Staley about it after the game. Okay. I, I did. I have to go back and watch that. I, you know what? Here, I'll to be on, the honest truth. I and I mean this. This is totally honest. Yeah. I went on and tried to listen to the pregame press conference yesterday, the Saturday press conference leading up to this game. You know who was first on the schedule? Mulkey. Yeah. No, I know. I watched it. It was. I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I didn't make through. I didn't make it through because I fell asleep. I couldn't take it anymore. And it's so hard. To, did you go to YouTube to watch that, or I did? I watched it. On and the- it's so hard. Like they don't like time mark it. You have to like fast forward enough to watch it, and then you hear like dead space. You know what I mean? Like you're listening, and you hear the reporters talking amongst each other. And you're like, so is like someone coming on, or what's going? You know, like because uh, I did the same thing. I you know I've got a lot of free time, and I watched both. Mulkey's press conference and um, the Bluter's press conference with Caitlin Clark's as well. And there wasn't much I could find on YouTube with the uh, individual players, like, cause they did like a offshoot session where none of the, the players that weren't on there. Yeah. Breakout rooms. Basically. Yeah. Great. Sorry. That's yep. Yeah. You're a lot of media verse than I am. I don't know the, 
correct her. Was that? Well, no, that's it. But no, I, I know what you're talking. I literally fell asleep. Never got to listen. Yeah, to it. it was awful. So, anyways, I I don't care about Kim. Mulder, uh, the LSU fans, that that's fine. It, I don't. Blue Bluter got asked about it twice in that press conference. That uh, bar fight thing. Okay. So that press conference before the game, because Staley brought it up after the game. And then Bluter got asked about it pre-game before the LSU game in that same uh, YouTube video I'm alluding to. Okay. So whatever you have time in the offseason no, or whatever, I, but yeah, yeah, it was it was just interesting. I I, I don't know. It's something that's probably made a mountain out of a molehill. That was nothing that Lisa meant to say. Well, when you're when you make a run like this and you have someone like Caitlin Clark on your roster, you're you're gonna end up being in the spotlight and everything you say yeah. to be just magnified. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I'll look forward to seeing what time you do that tomorrow and I'll uh, catch up with you then. Sounds good, so, Tony. Thank you for the call, sir. Thanks, Court. All right. Let's, uh, we'll, we're plugging along here in our Iowa post game. Uh, and of course, again, we're recapping Iowa's uh, national championship loss to the LSU Tigers, but also celebrating what was an incredible season. Emily in the chat, yes, a heck of a season for the ladies. What a ride. They will be back, folks. Maybe not in the Final Four, but you never know. With Caitlin Clark here, I think she's going to be here for two more years. They're bringing a lot of players back next year, including Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall. I feel for Monica Sinano. I feel for McKenna Warnock. We'll see. Warnock could still change her mind, I think, and, and decide, hey, I want to pursue dental school here and play. I think she can do that. she got a year of eligibility left, but... Uh, Again, tremendous, tremendous feat for the Iowa women. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Who's on the line? Hey, um, I just wanted to... Hello? Are you with us? Oh, sorry, I had you on mute. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, you were comparing Fran to uh, LSU's coach, and with all due respect, Fran is not coming on the court with a suit with feathers on it. Or sparkly or whatever. So, you know, I, I understand. Listen, did you did you get offended yeah. by me, my use of the term creature? No. But okay. Yeah, I respect her as a coach. I think she's. Oh, you know, sure. She's, she's, yes. Yeah. Yes. But too much sideshow. Too exactly. much. She needs to yes. reel it in a little bit. Correct. Uh, and I also want to say, I think it was pretty clear today that the refs were playing favorites. Um, is that a fair statement? Uh, I, I certainly thought so. There were some bad calls that went against LSU as well, but I don't think anybody right. in their right minds could deny the fact that uh, there were some really, really egregious calls against Iowa and some no calls against Iowa. But I, I, I thought it was one-sided, yes. Right. But why? Why? Well, there's a lot yeah. of reasons. There are reasons why I could think why. One being who the head coach of LSU is versus Lisa Bluter, who, you know, from – from a national perspective, doesn't have uh, any sort of reputation to her name. Uh, that that'd be the only. I'm not saying that they went into the game and said we're going to favor LSU. I'm not saying Kim Mulkey slipped a, you know, a, a roll of hundred dollar bills in one of the officials' pockets. But I do think when you have a head coach, watch watch Michigan State. You ever watch Tom Izzo coach? Like you you can't get a whistle against Tom Izzo either. I, I don't watch LSU basketball. I didn't watch a ton of Baylor basketball when Mulkey was there. But that would be my only explanation. Is there is that persona that a a big-time coach with a big-time personality and a big-time reputation takes on, and I do think it can affect how the game is called. 
do you think there's some resentment that the darling of women's college basketball is a white girl from Iowa and she's carrying a white team from mostly Midwest? Why would that cause? Re- who's resenting what? Who who's has a problem with her? Well, well I mean, she's. I, I just feel like in in some comments I've seen here and there, oh, she's just some you know some white girl from Iowa, you know, uh, and. Well, she's doing here. Here's yeah. what I'm not saying that I can't speak for other people who are saying that, but I think the white girl from Iowa thing is when's the last time we've seen a white girl from Iowa do what she does. I mean, she, she has never, she has the handles of some of the best black players who ever played the game on both the men's and the women's side. And I think that's probably why people use that term. I wish people wouldn't bring up skin color at all. Frankly, I think it's just, it's pointless No, because I think it's idiotic. I don't, I mean, you know, and I would say, I would say the vast majority of people are just, you know, game recognizes game. She's a great player. Vast majority of people, uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah. So I know I, but I, I mean, I, but I mean, it, it's just refing malpractice to me that the LSU coach basically assaulting the refs, running across the court, being a sideshow, and the refs don't do anything about it. Um, Caitlin Clark rolls the ball, you know, out of bounds, and she gets teed up for that. To me, that's favoritism. Yeah, of course, that's sure, it, yeah. But here's the only thing about it. This is why I, I this is why I, I I bring up the thing about Mulkey and who she is because I have seen the same thing with Fran McCaffrey and Tom Izzo. I mean, I can think back to a specific game, might have been 2015, 2014, somewhere in there, of a game in Carver uh against Tom Izzo. I can go back to the 2013 Big Ten uh tournament, and it was a, a Fran McC- Fran coach team versus a Michigan State coach team, and Iowa would have made the NCAA tournament had they beaten the Spartans. It was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life. I don't think it's an, a coincidence that typically those types of games feature a future Hall of Fame coach like a Tom Izzo or a Kim yeah. Mulkey. And right. whether that's whether that's a subconscious thing or an outward display or whatever the case may be, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. Right. And, and also, I don't want anybody to compare what Caitlin Clark did against Louisville with what Angel Reese did at the end of the game. To me, that's apples and oranges. If, let's say, Angel Reese, like, dunked the ball on someone and did a little hand motion or something, I would be okay with that. I think, you know, heat of the moment. I think that's fine. You know, that happens sometimes. But, like, at the end of the game, the clock is winding down. It's over. She is following Caitlin Clark on the court and doing this hand motion in her face. To me, that's classless. And LSU's coach should have, you know, chewed her out for that. Yeah. And, and just for the record, I'm not trying to act holier than thou. I have not said anything derogatory towards Angel Reese because I'm typically hesitant to do that with student athletes. And I'm going to give you more of a leash. But when you're a veteran coach and you're, you're you know, you're certainly setting the example for your players. I, I do have a problem. I'm going to be more critical of Kim Mulkey. And if Lisa Bluter acted a certain way, I've been very critical of Fran McCaffrey at times. I think sometimes what he, the, the display he puts on is a, is a bit childish, but right. Right. Um, right. I, I don't, I don't certainly don't, uh, I do not endorse uh, the constant uh, 
showboating of Angel Reese. And here's the other thing about that, and and it was brought up earlier how Caitlin Clark did the John Cena uh, hand flashing toward Haley Van Liff. Yeah. If that was indeed directed toward Van Liff, then I don't have ne- I don't necessarily have a problem with Reese doing it once to Clark tonight. What I do have a problem with is continual continuing to do that and not acting like you have been there before. And of course, LSU hasn't been there before. But there there is a sense of when you're winning and you win a championship, how you carry yourself. I also have an issue because if Caitlin Clark did that to Haley Van Liff, Haley Van Liff and Caitlin Clark have a relationship off the court. They're friends. Right. They, they, are, they friends. are friends. They know each other. I don't know that Angel Reese has any relationship with Caitlin Clark. Now maybe I'm wrong, but there is a difference so. there. Yeah. Absolutely. I think if I'm if I'm playing bas- if I'm playing basketball against my friends, I'm gonna act a little more irreverent, you know, I'm gonna be a little more trash talking, you know, I'm gonna do a little more. But um, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from LSU. They shot crazy, you know, lights out. Angel Reese had, a, you know, she had some foul trouble. I thought she had a pretty good game too. Um, I don't want to take anything away from them, but Iowa had one hand tied behind their back. They couldn't get into a flow because of the refs, you know, the foul situation. So, yeah, and, and and the officiating came into play immensely when Iowa was making its run, and they had cut it to single digits. And that is, we've talked with Coach Close about this. When you're trying to overcome a 20, 25 point deficit. When you get that score down to single digits, it's like a weight off the shoulders. And when Iowa had gotten it down to eight, I think they got it down to seven at one point, you felt like, okay, they're in this thing. And it just felt like the officials, uh, I'm not blaming them for the loss, but I'm just saying the the officials did not allow the run to continue at that point in the game. And that was a crucial point in the game, in the third quarter. Right, right. LSU played great, but the ref did not help the situation. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Thank you for calling in, sir. We appreciate the dialogue. Yep, thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, folks. Uh, the phone lines are open. I'll be with you at least for the next half hour or so. The number is on the bottom ticker. It's also right here, 515-635-1601. 515-635-1601. You can also click the StreamYard link. Click on the description below this video, and you'll find that StreamYard link. We're recapping LSU's 102-85 to win in the national championship. Uh, a lot of proud Hawkeye fans, despite the disappointment today, and, and understandably so. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Who's on the line? Hi, Corey. This is James. Hey, James. So, so I, I just wanted to say that, you know, as bad as the officiating was today, I want to say that LSU played a great game. From shooting 35% from the three-point line all season long, you shoot 65% today. You know, that, that says quite a bit about what was going for them today. And I want, I want I, you know, I as bad as the refs were, you know, like the refs did not help them shoot 65% from the three-point line today. Correct. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, the bad officiating definitely changed the complexion of the game, you know, but I don't think that to say that that the refs are completely at fault for the way the game turned out. 
I, I agree. The, the, like I said, I know Sam talked about how hard it is to defend. I'm not doubting that, but they had there were so many open shooters in that first half. And regardless of how many tough shots Morris made in the second half and Carson and, and all these ladies, when you allow a team to spot up uncontested over and over and over and over again, you're asking for trouble. And how many times have we said that about the women's team and the men's team, probably more with the men's team, because they don't always have the the dynamic scoring. They they score a lot of points, but not a Caitlin Clark and not that that gap with the rest of the field in, in, in the men's game. But how many times have we said that? Hey, why can't they identify shooters? Because when you let guys go off early, all of a sudden it's hard to slow them down. It's like a freight train, right? And Iowa had an issue leaving shooters open. And once you get confidence, once you get going, it's hard to to stop that uh, that momentum. Exactly. That and then the other thing is is look, look at how well their bench played. You know, like not nobody expected that. You know, like yeah. give them credit. Absolutely. Now, like again, I, I feel like as much as this officiating was bad, you know, I feel like at least today LSU definitely was the better team. Now, do I believe that the officials definitely took away from the game? Absolutely, but I'm not going to take away anything from what LSU did today. I agree. Yeah, and I and I, you you give LSU credit; they were the better team tonight. I think they do provide. I was nervous about this game. I didn't actually submit an actual pick, uh, a score pick. But if you listen to my preview yesterday, I don't know if you did, but if you did. You heard me talk about uh, the the dilemma that Iowa was going to have because th- this team had a lot more shooters than South Carolina did, and the way Iowa played South Carolina just wasn't going to work against LSU. And I think that transpired kind of the the way I feared it would, and not maybe to this extreme, but uh, uh, yeah, defense has not been a strength of this program, and uh, that was demonstrated today. Absolutely, Corey. Like now. That being said, you know, us Iowa fans, we got to take some pride because there's still some uh, LSU fans trolling in the chat. Oh, you know, let them let them troll, man. It, it, ab- I, absolutely. I, I always I find it funny, like when we had I, when we had Michigan football fans on the chat uh, when they beat Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. I I always enjoy when they're in the chat because I think it's really I, pathetic that a fan base that just won a championship has nothing better to do than to go to a YouTube chat. Of, a, of an opposing fan base's uh, channel to troll. I think that's really funny, and it proves there's not much going on down in Baton Rouge. Uh, that being said, Corey, um, I just want to say that I enjoy the show, and then I'm going to get off here and uh, try and go watch some WrestleMania. Well, I appreciate you calling in, sir, and thanks for being a part of the show. Yep. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go to our next caller here in our Iowa post game. Thank you for calling Iowa post game here from the Hawkeye of the Storm, who's in our Iowa smokehouse call in queue. Hello, you're on the air. This thing. Hi, this is Bob. Hi, Bob. Officials, uh, not blaming them for the loss, but I'm just saying the the officials did not allow the run to continue. Bob, I I can hear myself, Bob. Uh, can you, uh, sorry. You're good. Anyway, this is Bob here. Hey, Bob. 
So am I, am I on the call? You're on the call, Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. I must have been behind live. Uh, anyway, yeah. first time I ever called in. Uh, I have been listening to your show and enjoy it. But um, anyway, I got a, I missed part of the call because uh, my, my 95-year-old mother had a problem with her iPad. and It can take a while to uh, oh, I, uh, to work sorry. through it. That, um, I understand. that. That's a, I, I've had similar problems with family members, and that's a, that's an hours-long process to help uh, help someone with technology. Well, it was like, it was like around the first 15 minutes of your 15 or 20 minutes of your call, whatever. Um, but, uh, a, a few comments, uh, as I'm one of the, uh, I'm sure I'm one of the top 10% oldest people that listen to your show. Uh, though I must be young. I'm probably younger than Don Patterson since I was, uh, I was a sophomore in the stand a sophomore in the stands in the marching band at Kinnick Stadium in 79 when he joined uh, uh, the Iowa program. So I know at least uh, he's got a couple years on me. Um, but uh, I guess it was, I find it interesting on the chat after I, after I came back that uh, how many LSU fans troll the chat. And some are very respectful and some like, why are you on? Just to uh, make comments. But that's, oh, I that see. is what When does is. Marty eight? When does Marty Gras start? Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, I don't like booing the opposing team when they enter the field at Kinnick Stadium either. And I've I've been at games at Kinnick since the late 60s or early 70s. So uh, anyway, um, so uh, I mean, my length as a Hawkeye fan, probably, I mean, I mean, I, I haven't double checked with my mom. My mom's 95th birthday was on Friday. So she got a fantastic birthday gift uh and she is an old six on six player her mother played six on six in the early 1920s so definitely go back a long ways uh, with iowa women's basketball but uh the um i don't know as far as i don't like booing when people enter this enter this boo the poison team that's that's my personal thing anyway um so a few things that I've heard over the last couple of days. Um, and I guess I will say that, uh, as far as greatest, greatest teams or greatest moments, uh, this women's team is, is the, was the kind of greatest moment in my long history. Um, my previous one probably would have been sitting in my dorm room, uh, at Slater hall, which before it was a football dorm, uh, with Ronnie Lester and the Steve Waite game, getting the foul, the plus one, uh, that was fantastic. The women's team definitely surpassed that. Uh, I definitely, I've seen a lot of comments on this chat and even on the, the blogs about the 1980 hockey team. I actually had a, I mean, I thought the same moment. I was actually sitting in my same room uh, for that game and, uh, uh, thought that too. But, um, yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was a great season. Uh, I mean, just from a background perspective, uh, I was probably in my mom's womb for the last, the the last for the Iowa football team or any Iowa team that actually won anything major. Uh, that would have been like the 1959, 60 season when I would have been in my mom's womb. So that was about, uh, that was my only experience of having Iowa win something until like the John Johnson era. Uh, and then the Ronnie Lester. Era. So I grew up a lot of times. Uh, I will give a shout out to John, Don Patterson just because uh, I didn't experience living an Iowa football season uh, until that, 
1980 Rose Bowl, of 1982 Rose Bowl, 81 season. Uh, my senior, which was my senior in college. So no offense to the women. It's hard to, it's when you're a senior in college, it's hard to top that experience of going to the Rose Bowl in 1982. Uh, so that's my shout out to Don Patterson. Well, I, I know he'll, he'll appreciate. Uh, and, I know he tries to listen to the shows, and, and he appreciates you. I I appreciate you uh, listening to all of our content because yeah, Don is a treasure, and a lot of this, a lot of this uh, platform wouldn't be here if it weren't for Don and and his willingness to be a, a big part of our football coverage. So I appreciate hearing that. But yes, I mean, I guess I'm maybe biased toward football just because. I mean, my I am my mom's dad. I said my mom just turned ninety five. Her dad. Uh, became an Iowa fan. He got hooked in the 1920-21. Those, those two, the, the only two ever undefeated seasons, that was when my grandpa was uh, was a student at Iowa. Uh, from, I mean, even north of you, Corey, I mean, up, up near Humboldt, Iowa, tiny town uh, came down to Iowa for dental school, and that, he got hooked, went back to his tiny hometown and was a dentist for 50 years. But uh, he made the the trek in the 20s and 30s on mud roads uh, to Iowa football games. So I probably have a a bias to football just because of him. Uh, But I grew up uh, really two miles south-southwest of Kinnick Stadium. Uh, And with the old configuration, you could hear the the stadium really from the house and riding along the street. It was... uh, so I heard all those losing ga- losing games uh, uh, since we didn't have a winning season until I was a senior in college. But thank you to Hayden and Don again. Absolutely, great great story, great stuff. I, I hope you can call in when we get Don back on, and we'll probably have him on once during spring. But uh, we we hope to get him back on again this fall. He's a he's a joy. But uh, I mean, I did start following the women's game, but. I mean, eight years ago, maybe the maybe that first Megan Guffs, maybe six years ago, that the, the last two Megan Guffson years. Uh, I think they're fun to watch, and obviously, uh, with Caitlin Clark, uh, the uh, I mean, the kind of wonders wonders have continued. Uh, I mean, I was I mean, my experience as a basketball fan, which I my first my dad got season tickets that the year after the Johnny Johnson, John Johnson, Fred Brown year. So Fred Brown still had one more year. That was, uh, I was what, 10 years old, 11 years old or something. And dad, uh, brought me to the game. We were on courtside. He, he had courtside seats at that time. And I had like two, he was a lawyer. He had like two of those monster law books to kind of boost me up one foot to, to see something on the little chair on the fifth row courtside, but, uh, at the old field house. But, uh, so I do have a lot of, uh, a lot of memories of basketball. My pen, my football memories. I think the first game he took me was to a Penn State game in the rain that my mom didn't go want to go to, and this was obviously I was blown out. But yeah. uh, there's been a fair share uh, of those in Penn State Iowa games in the rain over the years. The uh, so it was interesting. Just to, uh, I also sat at actually I can't remember if it was right, but the, the game before the Michigan game that Iowa won or the game before the next year's Ohio State game that they won, that they got blown out by Penn State. My niece happened to go to Penn State, and so I was at that Penn State game just where Iowa looked abysmal. I think it was the Michigan game. And then we'd come back. To, I'd bring my mom back to Iowa City. She lives in Iowa City still. Uh, and uh, we we he, she's gotten season tickets. My dad's season ticket priority is back to 1946. But uh, anyway, she, we went to that game, had to 
plow the snow off our seat, and I think that was the Michigan game. So there were some special games there, too. But uh, anyway, uh, I probably ram- I tend to ramble on. No, you're good. So, I appreciate uh, you calling in. And uh, like I said, thanks for – I know you said you were a first-time caller. I appreciate you supporting the channel here. Even uh, in April, uh, I feel privileged to be able to take calls from people like you in, in the month of April. And uh, like I said, we're, we're not going anywhere. We plan on being back, so don't be a stranger to calling in. I did start calling in. I found your channel last year, and then I guess I didn't – I don't actually do a lot of social media, so I don't like to hit like buttons or whatever, but I did finally do that. I finally reconfigured my YouTube uh, channel to allow me to to subscribe and hit the like button. So, awesome. uh, it worked. I'll, I'll have to join, I'll have to give you a contribution or something. One of the methods, uh, but, uh, is I do appreciate uh, all that you do. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you for calling in again, being part of the show. Thank you. All right. Take care. Very much appreciated. Uh, again, I've appreciated hearing from uh, everybody here on the channel throughout the uh, the evening or the afternoon. And uh, again, we're taking calls here for the final 10, 15 minutes. We're about 10 minutes away from the two hour mark, uh, despite the loss. I, I see a lot of positivity. I know there's people trolling the chat. I don't really care. Uh, I think it's funny, actually, to an extent. And if you get vulgar, I will block you. Uh, but uh, I don't have a, a mod in the chat right now, so uh, we're going to do what we can do. But let's get back to our Iowa smoke. Before we get to our next caller, and we're going to recap this game officially again, Iowa uh, 85, LSU 102. Um, the Hawkeyes finishing the season with a loss, but an incredible run in the NCAA tournament. We want to give another shout-out to Iowa Smokehouse. They're sponsoring the channel. If you're new here or if you've been a part of the show, been watching the show throughout our men's basketball coverage and football coverage, be sure to support all of our sponsors. Right now, Iowa Smokehouse is offering a great deal. Put in an order at iowasmokehouse.com. Tasting is believing with their awesome meat products. You'll get 15% off by using that code Hawkeye at checkout. You'll also get free shipping with any $50 order. Now, here's the deal, folks. In light of the women's team, Uh, making the run to the championship game and Caitlin Clark becoming a cheat code for the women's game. Iowa Smokehouse is offering a cheat code for you, the listener here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. If you use this code Hawkeye, not only will you get 15% off, you'll also get a bonus gift, a free 11-ounce market blend smoked meat stick pack, and that is courtesy of Iowa Smokehouse. Again, a free 11-ounce market blend smoked meat stick pack package and uh, you've got to get your order before the get it in before the ninth so you got one week after this show get it in by the ninth and you'll get the 15 percent off you'll also get that free gift courtesy of iowa smokehouse and again put in a big order put in a 50 dollar or more order because you'll get free shipping on top of that uh just great stuff tasting is believing with iowa smokehouse and they don't just have meat they have barbecue sauces ketchup salsas all kinds of stuff thank you to iowa smokehouse for sponsoring this channel and this show throughout the season all right let's uh, let's go back to our call in line our iowa smokehouse call in line thank you for calling iowa post game here from the hawkeye of the storm who's on the line hello hi uh, can you hear me i can hear you loud and clear hi um uh, this is my first time calling doing this i've watched your show since the football season well appreciate you calling in tonight Oh, first, yeah, really, well, first of all, my name's Kyle, so how you doing, Corey? I'm doing good, Kyle, how are you? 
Uh, I've been fine, you know. It's really tough to swallow watching the game, but I've been very proud. It's like a joy to watch, see a Hawkeyes men's or women's team make it to the Final Four. It was really special to see. Absolutely. Uh, historic, and uh, I know people today are, are disappointed about this game, but what, what this team has done is incredible, historic, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, they're not going anywhere, but this is just a special, special run. Oh, yeah, it's been, I mean, I mean if it wasn't for Kaywin, we wouldn't even be here right now. I wouldn't say without all Kaywin, it's the entire team, you know, Sonoza, Warnock, and Martin, the coaching staff, and the bench. Or also you can give credit to like the people, you know, like the practice guys who help them at practice get to this moment. So um, I feel like it should not just be Kaylin knows girls. It should be also like the girls who help are made better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I give, here's the deal. I, I, when, when Clark was, went down with, well, she was out with four fouls briefly. Sonano had four fouls. Warnock had four fouls. I give credit because the supporting cast, I know Molly Davis came in, turned the ball over. But I give Gabby Marshall, Kate Martin, Molly Davis, Addison O'Grady, those role players, a huge add a girl because all of those girls stepped up and gave Iowa a chance down the stretch. I know the final score indicated that it was lopsided, but Iowa was within reaching distance, it seemed like, throughout that second half. And they had to do it with with their best players in foul trouble. So uh, this whole supporting cast, the whole coaching staff deserves tons of credit from start to finish in this tournament. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm like down at halftime and figure the game is over, I'm not going to quit, just quit playing. I'm just going to keep fighting to like the end of the buzzer, you know, like kind of like in football, like if you're down big, you just keep going until the whistle's dead and just keep fighting. Absolutely. And, um, and it, this this team has a lot of it. There's no question about it. Down 21 and, and you're in the second half to uh, figure out how to climb back into it by seven. This team has a lot of fight and it's more than just their star player, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know like after like the South Carolina game, I knew there was only one, we had to play another game and I wasn't going to take, I was you very lightly or underestimate them. I mean, I don't know much about, I didn't know about LSU basketball because I've been, I'm mostly a football guy, you know, LSU is a good school to go to, you know, and um, I mean, I have a respect for the school. I mean, Remember, like, I was really rooting for them. Like, I'm going to click forward to football, you know, in 2019 when they won the championship and Joe Burrow, which was honestly, I think it was the greatest team. I just got to give, I just got to respect how they came out and just hit hit the freeze, man. And just got to, they just wanted it more. Sometimes you run into a buzzsaw and, um, you know, they, they, the defense wasn't great, but LSU had to make a lot of shots to to what score 59 in the first half. So, no, they, they deserve lots of credit. Um, my complaint about the officiating does not take away from how well LSU played. Uh, they earned this win, and Kim Mulkey's done a heck of a job there. Yeah, no, I mean, I know she was at Baylor when she coached those national championships, including Brittany Griner. And um, we were starting, like, I was figuring, like, the best thing, like, to get back in this game, you know, is to start. I figure, like, in the second half, if we're making shots, we should, like, start pressing D, you know. Like, I remember last year, I was – my uh, my former high school uh, was in the state championship for girls. And throughout the entire game, they were playing press D either the whole game. And 
when they were down, they pressed D. They started forcing turnovers and getting buckets, and they won that day. And I figured, I was hoping Coach Berluder would start doing press D. And I was a little disappointed she didn't do that because I figured she went with her gut and trusted her defense, but just wasn't our day today. Yep, I I, uh, I agree. And, um, I mean, it's, I know it's, um, I know we uh, beat South Carolina on Friday. And if we didn't beat them, do you really think LSU would have had a shot against Carolina today? Even, if- Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the scores. I, I don't know uh, how LSU would have played South Carolina. Again, they played a couple times in the regular season, I think. Uh, I, I think physically they, they, can match up with Leah Boston. I think Camila Cardoso is the tough one. South Carolina, if I, if I mean they've won a bunch of games, so it's, uh, who am I to to talk about what they need to do? But they got to shoot the ball better from outside. And I think any team that played the way Iowa did against them could defend them effectively if they get them on an off shooting night. And I think it's easier when you don't have a bunch of elite shooters. It's easier to have off nights. Now LSU could have come out there and missed a bunch of shots tonight, and Iowa wins, but. That's sometimes how you have to play when you're going up against a dominant force inside. And so, yeah, I would have been curious to see what else you would have done against South Carolina, but uh, it's hard to bet against South Carolina ever. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, both games, South Carolina and LSU out rebounded us and their bench just dominated the game. And I know we could have used both of those against today, you know, and, um, there's nothing we can do about it. We just had to sit there and take it. But I'm very proud of the girls of what they've done this year. And this is just one of the – this uh, Final Four runs going to go down as one of the – going going to make history like for me as a Hawkeye fan because I, I grew up mostly watching the men's uh, basketball and the football team. But this one was really special. Absolutely. Special for all of us, sir. And – um and uh, that's all I got to say for that. Thank you for having me on. And hopefully during the football season, I can do this again. Absolutely. We'll look forward to hearing from you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, sir. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Absolutely. Always good to finish the call off with a go Hawks, even even a day like today. I, I, I'm disappointed, but I'm, not, I'm definitely not uh, heartbroken. Uh, I just don't know how you can after this unbelievable run. And you can be mad at the defense. I thought I was going to be, but. Uh, no, just incredible run. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. This is either Daniela or Quinn. We either have a uh, Daniela or a Quinn on the line. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's Fifi. Who? Fifi. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying, bro. Ah, one message for the for the LSU head coach. I'm gonna keep it G rated. G rated. Okay. <laughs> Give it G rated. Yep, G rated. Oh, <laughs> that goes out to the number ten girl, the LSU Tigers. Unbelievable. I'm speaking for the people. What was that? What was that? Can you explain to me? I'm going to let you go because I don't even know what what I don't even know what he was saying. I, I didn't understand any of that call, so I, I don't even know what was being said. 
Um, I'm two hours into this uh, show, but I, I don't think I've lost my hearing. I, I don't know what what that person or whatever that was was saying. So uh, anyways, we can go on to the next call. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, this is what happens, I guess, uh, two hours into a show. The number to call in. Final call on our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. All right. Final call on the, the phone lines. Uh the actual number is 515-635-1601. But if you go to the live chat, I just threw up the li- the uh, StreamYard link. You can join the show by video or jo- join the show by audio like our last buddy boy did. Uh, either way, call us. Last, uh, last chance on the call line. Again, we appreciate Iowa Smokehouse. They've been not only sponsoring the show, they've been sponsoring our call-in line. You've seen their message across the bottom of the uh, show. We greatly appreciate it. And a reminder, folks. It's time to gear up, all right? I know that we still got some Iowa baseball to talk about. We've got spring football to talk about. If you're interested in sponsoring the channel or sponsoring our post-game coverage for this fall football season, reach out to me from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. You can also DM me through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Again, from the eye of the storm at outlook.com and our social media platforms at from the Hawkeye on Twitter at from the Hawkeye on Instagram, like our Facebook page, follow our Facebook page from the Hawkeye of the storm on Facebook. And please check out our merchandise folks, uh, especially as we head into the off season, get geared up for next season with original merch, whether you're talking about t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs, etc. from the Hawkeye of the Sturch, from the Hawkeye of the storm merch now available. Uh, check it out on, uh, Spread Shop. I think that's the right. I'm, I'm not doing that uh, name any injustice. Check it out. Uh, link in the description below. A uh, couple super chats here in the live chat. Theodore says, man, what a run, though. Great job, girls. Appreciate that super chat, Theodore. And it has been an incredible run and an incredible season in spite of the loss today. Uh, another super chat here from Lomansky. Bob Knight, sideshow. Refs should not be sideshow. Pleased, Mulkey, not. A sideshow mm-hmm. at Iowa. So we've uh, we've been on the other side of the Kim Mulkey effect a couple of times, partly because she's a great coach, but uh, I don't think this is the first time Iowa fans have been frustrated by Kim Mulkey. All right, let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. Who's on the line? Hey, Corey. It's Cody. How are you? I'm good, Cody. How are you? Good. Um, enjoyed the uh, been enjoying the show today and Really, this whole season has been a lot of fun, and I know we talked a little bit about it with the men's, but I think both of these programs overachieved this year when you take a step back and look at it. And sure. uh, yeah. to be playing yeah, be playing meaningful games in April is awesome. And you know, a lot of this season seemed like found money as we kept on going, and obviously we didn't want it to end the way that it did, but no, the women, real quick, the, the women were preseason number four in the country. So that is true. I mean, we can at least acknowledge yeah. that if, you, if you're going to live up to expectations based on preseason rankings, they should have made the final four. That doesn't take away from the fact that not only did they make the final four, they made the national championship game. So the season is a huge, huge success, regardless of preseason expectations. And I, I, I think you said these two programs, you were talking about the men's program as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at, at some of the things that we lost, and I, I mean, I, yeah. obviously, this, this show isn't about the men's too, but but overall, I mean, and, and thinking of how it went last year with Creighton, with the women, 
you know, obviously we didn't think we were going to get bounced this year in the second round, but I mean, we had some pretty tough games, the, you know, Colorado, Georgia and Louisville. I mean, those were tough games. Some of those could have gone either way. So it was nice to just push through those and, you know, this game, we had a chance. We got it back under 10 after weathering a, a barrage from a girl that, that, you know, hadn't scored in three games and Hey, you got to make those shots and congrats to her. And, and that happens, you know, sometimes somebody goes nuclear on you that you don't expect. And, you know, when you have a one and done, that's the good and the bad of it, unfortunately. And uh, we were on the bad side of that. I and, think it's fair. You know, it's I think it's fair to say if, happens. if we played in a series, if Iowa played in a series against <clears> South Carolina, I don't care if it's a three game series, a five game series or a seven game series, I'm not taking Iowa to win that series. That's not me being a hater. No, it's just no, hundred percent. I sorry, go ahead. No, I just it's just the you know as I've said before, sometimes it's uh, the Jimmys and Joes, <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. the, the, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of Iowa brought a lot back last year, but they don't have the size that a South Carolina or LSU has, or the athleticism. And Lisa Bluter deserves a lot of credit for how she, well, and Jan Jensen, how they've developed people like Monica Sinano. Gabby Marshall has adapted. I, I've had doubts about her ability to be a starting guard at this level. She's turned into a good defender. I'm willing to admit that now. I don't think she's a great defender like a lot of people say. I think she's a solid defender. She's probably their best defender. I don't think they got, got a lot of really good individual defenders. I think Kate Martin is pretty good. But my point is they've gotten the most out of who they have on this roster. And I think with Transfer Portal and with some ads, like Kenise Johnson, Etienne's a freshman who's Got a little bit more athletic upset, I think, at that position next year. Maybe she provides some athleticism if she plays. But uh, I agree; they've they've gotten a lot out of the personnel they have. Right, and I, you know, I'm looking at some of those matchups. When you look at, I mean, Monica's great, but at six three, I mean, that's you know, there aren't a lot of teams that she was going up against that she was. I mean, she was undersized against so many of them. Obviously, she uses her body so well. You know, Caitlin finds people and. You know, they're capable, but with the way the, the lineup was built, I think we got everything and more that we could out of that. And that's credit to the players and to, to Bluter and to Jensen and all of that. So, I mean, obviously we want that dub, but, man, heck of a run. And LSU took it. You know what I mean? Like, they took the game. You know, you can't take away. I mean, that girl had to make those shots. You know, maybe that's not her average. And, you know, water finds its level, but it didn't find the level in that game. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So, it's you tip your hat. and you go on. So, but that's all I got. Thanks, Corey. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it. And good yeah, perspective bye. too from Cody, because uh, sometimes we do get caught up in the moment. How many times have we said that? Uh, plenty. Kelly, thank you for becoming a, a YouTube member, Kelly. Appreciate that. And if you're interested in following in Kelly's footsteps, uh, pretty low price to do this, folks. You can become a, a member and get some early video releases. You'll get some perks. You know, of course, you'll get that premium tag in the super chat or excuse me, in the live chat, whenever you're on with us live here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. If you want to join us and become a premium subscriber, click simply click the join button uh, next to from the Hawkeye of the Storm here on YouTube to become a premium subscriber. Let's go to our next caller in our queue, our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, tough loss, hey. eh? I mean, that was that's brutal, really brutal. You know, I was thinking about some things to say you know, when I came on and I, I, I had a thought that, you know, a lot of us after we, ha- after we cover this and after, you know, the game as a fan, we always talk about, uh, man, LSU did this, LSU did that, and I didn't do this. I kind of want to just step into the shoes of the players. Cause can you imagine like losing in the championship game? That must be one of the lowest feelings. 
that you can possibly have, right? I mean, yeah. it's just like you're one win away from winning a championship, and when you lose and you're, you know, especially the way it all went down with the refereeing and, you know, the way that, you know, some of the our seniors had to, you know, sit their last minutes on the bench, you know, it's never a good feeling. You know, I just wanted to say these messages because I think a lot of people may, including fans, the players, everyone may be a bit down tonight. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, being a musician, I love operas. And so I always take a lot of inspiration from them. And my favorite one is Candide. And my favorite quote from Candide uh, is, um, we'll build our house and chop our wood and we'll make our garden grow. And I hope that people remember that, that even when you know, bad times happen, even when, you know, we lose a tough game, even when we're feeling super down, we still can do things. There's still so much in our control that we can impact and we can, you know, do. So I hope that the players, even though they're feeling really down tonight and they'll probably feel down for a while, I hope that they can realize the season that they had and, you know, can it realize that there's Michael, more. It, would, it, would, it wouldn't be normal if they didn't feel down for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's going to stick for a while. They will. But- they will look back at this and say, man, opportunity missed, but also opportunity uh, relished because yeah. they had an opportunity to get it to the second weekend. They did. They had an opportunity to advance to the final eight. They did. They had an opportunity to get to the, to the final four for the first time since 93 and the only time other than 93, and they did. Mm-hmm. And then they had an opportunity to do something that no team has ever done here at Iowa, men or women in this game, in the game of basketball. And they did that as well, getting to the national title game. So, so much to be proud of. And like I said, you use it as motivation. Yeah. Because a lot of these uh, ladies are back next year. It's going to be yeah, a fun, fun year next year. Oh, they're going to be, they're going to be very dangerous. Like I said, I think that, um, like, for example, I thought O'Grady played really well, you know, coming off the bench. You know, I was, you know, people were all saying like, oh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Even in the semifinal game when Sonano went out, for some stretches and you know people were like well you know these players aren't used to the big stage but they stepped up in a big way a lot of our bench players so you know i think the misconception because platefield don't follow iowa is that iowa is a team that's centered around caitlin clark and like that's it and that we don't yeah. really play defense i mean you even heard the southeastern louisiana coach say it. remember she was like well iowa doesn't play defense you know iowa you know you know we're just gonna they have never seen us before and then we you know held them to 43 points so I think yeah. it's a really a misconception if you don't watch the team. And yeah, and yeah. they struggled. Let's not. They struggled defensively tonight. Oh I yeah, mean, true. Of course they did. And they're not great defensively. We get that. But as we've talked about before, they don't have to be to be elite. They have proven they're elite. Yeah. I mean, they lost. They're elite. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's uh, true. They, they can get better, but they are elite even without being a, a, even an above average defensive team. And by the way, Adam here in our live ch- chat, he says, where does Iowa get ranked preseason next year? Mm-hmm. Top five question mark. I, I have a hard time just saying yes to that because I don't know what other teams are returning. I would guess they're going to be a top five team preseason. Yeah. Uh, definitely top 10, but given the fact that Clark is back and the voters know that, that Clark is back and they know that several of the other major players, starters. I mean, what's crazy about this is they're going to lose, probably going to lose Warnock and Sonano, but they will retain Marshall, uh, Martin, Clark, plus Stolke, who will likely start next year, plus O'Grady. Molly Davis is back again. Uh, I think she took a step back as the tournament went on. You know, uh, she'll be back, and we'll see what role she has next year. And then you also add some people, potentially even a transfer portal ad or two. So I think they'll be top five, likely definitely top ten. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, also we have a couple recruits coming in, right? Like Ava Jones and was it Kenise, uh, at, uh Johnson Etienne or whatever her name is, I think. Yep. That, yeah, yeah, Johnson Etienne, we'll we'll I, I don't know if, if she's going to play year one. I think the backcourt, especially with Gabby Marshall and Gamali Davis coming yeah, back, true. I doubt, unless Johnson Etienne just really, really, really good and ready for the moment, I bet she redshirts. Ava Jones, I, I wish the best for her. I'd love to see her play someday. I think they'll go to the portal because I don't know that either of those players, I don't think you're going to be able to count on either of those ladies to contribute yeah. right away. But they're good They're good foundation pieces moving forward, no question about it. Right. Well, I think according to like the way too early top 25 now, I mean, of course, this is not taking into like the transfer portal or anything because we're so far away from the next season. But I think they said like that uh, I think ESPN put Iowa like number four like in the uh, way too early polls. And I think, yeah, I think we'll be good for sure. I think that there's a lot of host of teams that can win a national championship, including like, you know, in our own conference, I think Indiana could win it, you know, and then UConn, yeah. of course, returning Paige Beckers and AG, AZ Fudd and all their players, like they're going to be good. But And women, the women's game is, I, I, I have a different view of the women's game than I, than I used to. I, I just, and I've always loved Iowa women's basketball, but I really love Iowa women's basketball now. It's just uh, yeah. this game doesn't take anything away from that. I, I just I can't wait for November. I mean, I can wait yeah. for November for the weather. I can't wait for Iowa women's basketball in November. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I what I like about women's basketball is it's become way more like it, it used to be where it was like UConn, UConn, UConn. Like the time when I um, first started watching, I guess it was like I, uh, the first time I really started watching was when Baylor, like I think with Brittany Griner, went like I guess for, like 40-0 and 0 or whatever. And then yeah. right after that, what happened, I think, was, uh, yeah, because UConn then after that won their four straight titles. And I was like, well, it's kind of boring, you know. Like, it's just the same teams over and over and over again. It's, like, obvious who's going to win. But now, ever since that Morgan William buzzer beater shot and UConn went down, now all of a sudden it's like, you know, who, who knows who will win. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's it's cool to be to watch it now. Yeah. Absolutely, Michael. Uh, but, looking forward to it and uh... – We'll we'll have many more post games. I hope uh, like this. Yeah, totally. Well, I better get going. But yeah, great uh, to be on here, and I hope that Thank we can you, all Michael. stay positive tonight. Even though, of course, it's very disappointing. But yeah, get it, sir. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see ya. Thank you. All right, couple uh, things before we get to our, our next caller in our uh, chat here in our uh, queue. Brandon, all these players are role and support players coming back, not primary scorers like Monica. All right, Brandon. Here's the deal. You're right, but let's not forget a crucial fact. You can only have so many primary scorers, Brandon. So as long as Caitlin Clark is here, she's going to be accounting for much of the scoring. Nobody else needed to be a primary scorer for Iowa. This was the best offensive team in the Big Ten, maybe the best in the country. So I understand what you're saying, but think about what you're saying too, because now Monica's gone. There will be opportunity for someone else. Will it be Hannah Stolke? Maybe. You know, could Kate Martin take on a bigger role? Will they add somebody in the transfer portal? The, the players who are returning, you have the greatest player in the sport and Caitlin Clark coming back. You have a budding star in Hannah Stolke who will be a lot better next year. Heck, Molly Davis scored a ton of points at Central Michigan. We'll see. I know she lacks the size. But she scored a lot of points at Central. Uh, she may have an opportunity to take on more scoring at Iowa next year. And Gabby Marshall, boy, she got hot from three as the year went on. But you're right. Those, though, I do not anticipate Marshall and Martin becoming primary scorers. I would not be surprised to see Stolke up her average uh, points per game by more than double. Would not be shocked at all if we saw that. Would not be shocked if Molly Davis did the same thing. 
Uh, and they've got other players in the wings. Maybe one of the post players really develops. And I'm talking about O'Grady, Ediger, uh, or Sharon Goodman. So I understand the comment, but uh, I would I would argue it a bit. Uh, X, uh, X again, gambler. When the Hawkeye football team makes the championship game, do you want some fan calling in and talking about another, who who talked about anybody other than Iowa? Who who talked about Iowa football? I think it was mentioned for like five seconds. I, I, I don't know who what caller we're talking about. We've been talking about women's sports for over two hours, and all of our post game coverage over the last month has basically all been about the Iowa women. So I don't know where this comment's coming from, but anyways, uh, Lemansky, thank you to the super chat, Lemansky. Lady Hawks were great when the curtain came down. National narrative wonderful thank you Lemansky. you have been a trooper on this show as well and supporting our sister channel iowa football at the voice of college football a mark rogers own channel so we appreciate you being here Lemansky. let's go back to our call in line thank you for calling iowa post game here from the hawkeye of the storm who's on the line hey this is darren how you doing today good darren how are you i'm doing well i'm doing well hey good. i just wanted to say uh hawk of the storm you know Thanks for what you're doing, uh, especially promoting for the Iowa basketball team and for everything that you're doing for, you know, the, the Iowa fans and the Iowa community. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I don't view myself as a promoter for anybody, but uh, I do appreciate that. I, I think uh, I, I hope that a lot of people feel the same way you do. I do. I mean, I have watched, you know, the Iowa. I've watched. Iowa since I've been just a, a kid mostly with my dad and, you know, a lot of uh, memorable moments that I had in the Iowa stadium, you know, we were there for the men's football team uh, when they defeated uh, what number seven, Minnesota at home. That was probably one of our biggest games, but I would have to say with everything that's going on now with uh, the women's basketball team, you know, Caitlin Clark, you know, she has really shown a lot, of people you know just how explosive Iowa can be and just how strong they can be and for them for her hitting you know 40 points you know 41 points in that game beating the number one team arguably in the nation you know that shows a lot of you know, gumption for the Iowa basketball team and for our franchise absolutely absolutely and uh you know, I've I've seen some people in the chat talk about exposure it is not only is a great exposure it will help recruiting um, it mm-hmm. helps to recruit. It helps the men's re- side of recruiting when you have teams, players like Keegan Murray have success in the NBA. Same thing when you have team success in either sport. The women's game going not only with Caitlin Clark, her being a national story, but the team advancing to the Final Four, being in the national championship on ABC. We have seen some benefits already. We're going to see more. And I'm not saying I was going to be able to become a powerhouse on the recruiting trail because there are some right. limitations being at Iowa. But I, as I said with football, as I said with men's basketball, when you see what a job your head coaches here at Iowa are doing with development, just imagine if you can t- uptick your recruiting, you know, ten percent, twenty five percent. It could mm-hmm. do wonders for a program that had national success this year. Yeah, I mean, just from last year with uh, you know the men's basketball team, you know they had Keegan Murray and everything too. You know they had a lot of you know national looking for seeing if we were going to go to at least the Sweet Sixteen you know, just with the skill that he did. I mean, you know, we beat arguably number one team in the nation, which was Purdue <laughs> in the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, Iowa just gets the fame and, you know, the respect that they deserve. 
And, you know, for the people that are in the comments that are sitting there, you know, trashing about the Iowa basketball team, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, this is all about trying to be respectful towards everyone else. And you shouldn't be doing that to, you know, them. And at the end of the game as well, where they were, you know, trying to do that to the Iowa girls. And they asked them about it at the conference and they just shrugged it off. You know, that's how a mature person and a mature individual deals with that type of you know situation. And that's trickled down from the head coaching staff. I mean, or the head coach and the coaching staff as a whole, right? Exactly. Um, and, yes. and, and that's what exactly. Lee, say what say what you want about Lisa Bluter. And frankly, say what you want about Fran McCaffrey. I know he carries himself differently than Bluter does, but both of those mm-hmm. people, um, they are players coaches and they do teach their players to carry themselves with class and although i've mm-hmm. been critical of fran getting a little carried away on the court at times uh i've seen that <laughs> yeah yeah I think we've all seen that <laughs> yeah but but both of the I, i'm proud of the people that iowa has at the helm for both the head of the women's program and the men's program it's they're both in good shape uh and you know, again, uh, there, there's room for improvement, and that's saying something when you have a team that made a Final Four run a national championship run. Oh, yeah, absolutely, sir, without a doubt. Well, I appreciate you calling in, sir, and uh, we, we hope to hear. I appreciate you supporting the show, and, and please keep spreading the word about what we're doing here, and we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow night with Coach Close, but we'll be back moving forward uh, into the offseason and into uh, fall football. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank I will you, sir. do that. Appreciate Thank the call. Thank you, sir. You too. All right. Great calls tonight, folks. I appreciate everybody being a big part of this, even after we lost um, some anthologic. Uh, Matthias makes a good point in the chat. The time span of semifinal to final is a joke. Late Friday night game, midday national championship game, utter joke. Not enough time for players to rest. Not enough time for coaches to prepare. I agree. I'm not. That's not an excuse by any means. Iowa played and they finished at like 11 o'clock p.m. Central time Friday. They got to play at 2.30 p.m. Central time Sunday kind of ridiculous i don't know why you can't get a primetime game don't tell me it's because of wrestling wwe wrestling or whatever wrestlemania there's a taylor swift concert going on down in dallas i don't think that's got anything this needs to be looked at moving forward because it's best for both teams i I don't know what the the quick turnaround does for anybody uh and i know that you know conference tournament you're playing back to back to back right uh sometimes four games in four days five games in five days so i'm not saying it's a valid excuse but if you're going to want a quality national championship game with two teams who are rested 100 percent, spread the games out a little bit more and give the women a prime time slot or start and start the friday games a little bit earlier i think that would help as well uh and finally uh, the johnny o show in the chat Corey, I did finally order something. Steak bites, red pepper, nineteen or sixteen ninety nine, beef jerky, spicy jalapeno, ten ninety nine, turkey jerky, Cajun style, ten ninety nine, steak bites, sweet old fashioned, sixteen ninety nine, original meat sticks. Oh, you get to the fifty. Actually, I think we've got the Johnny O show in our chat. Hey, there he is. How you doing, sir? Hey, pretty good. Hey, you, you I, are, did you get to the fifty dollar mark to get your free shipping? Yeah, I did. Good. Good for you. I did. That's the standard. Uh, I know you're always complaining because I always just gripe about spending money. So <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you weren't stingy on this, so I, I appreciate it. I know. Well, spot. the the free the free uh, meat sticks pushed it over, so I decided to go for it. It's great uh, stuff, and and keep in mind, uh, as as John just brought out a reminder to people. I brought it up earlier. 
if you if you get your order and use you use the code Hawkeyes, right? Yes, yes. So you use the code Hawkeyes and you'll get the the meat stick, the free uh, pack of meat sticks as well, courtesy of uh, Iowa Smokehouse. So I just wanted to say, you know, I'm not a big sports guy. Um, before Corey married my daughter, <laughs> I probably watched five games of anything in my entire life. So, um, but I found it astonishing uh, during this this game tonight. I was immersed immersed in it. I mean, uh, you know, they were down 21 points at, just at the first quarter, first half. And then when they started coming back at the beginning of the, the third quarter, I actually looked at Rob and I was like, because I was like, yeah, it's like, wait, did I actually do that? Did I actually, it's like, yeah. I, I never got in. You, if you guys knew me, I, I'm, I'm an IT guy. I'm, I'm a computer nerd. I don't give a hoot a nanny about sports. <laughs> well, but, you got to realize, John, you got to realize too, uh, there's a lot of Iowa fans who like it or not, didn't care about Iowa women's basketball until recently. And I, 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 I mean, I, I was pretty young when Sam logic was a, a star here, but heck she joined us for the first hour of this show. She was unbelievable. And a lot of fans missed her generation, but now that Caitlin Clark has come here and changed the game, I'd like to think that great players like Sam logic won't get missed in the future. I'd like to think that once Caitlin Clark moves on, that fans won't, they won't just desert the team and, and and stop caring about Iowa women's basketball. But the point is, there's a lot of people who have changed their watching habits and their fan habits as a result of not just Clark, but this team. And so this team has changed a lot, not just with the national championship run, but with how they play the game. And I mean, the viewership has been incredible over the past couple of weeks with this team, comparative to other sports and other teams and other years. So uh, you're not alone in, in, in that sentiment. So, yeah, that's I just want to say that that I do feel that this they really did bring attention to the game. And I think that the turnout there was I mean, I'm sure it was from both sides. I mean, you could hear the LSU LSU fans cheering like yeah, they were loud. Um, but I mean, it just I think that they, you know, the Hawkeyes really brought a lot of attention to the sport. And I think that was good. And uh that's all I had to say. I mean, I've I've just never been into sports, and I actually was cheering cheering this one on. It was still a bummer they lost, but I think if I heard the refs correctly, um, I got my dog trying to get in my way here. If I heard the refs correctly, this was the highest scores in the. I, I yeah, I think final score total points scored for national championship game. Uh, I think it was the the most points ever scored in a national championship game, and part of that is great offense. Part of that is subpar defense, but uh, yeah, no uh, the. There's been a lot of those. Uh, I, I, the semifinal game the other night against uh, South Carolina was the highest viewed women's basketball semifinal game in the history of the tournament. So, uh, yeah, no, the, they definitely made waves. Well, that's all I had to say. And uh, uh, stop hounding me about not supporting your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. All right. See you. Thank you, sir. All right. Appreciate uh, John and check out his channel on YouTube out as well. Talked about him earlier. And reminder for folks, uh, you can check out the men's championship game tomorrow night, Monday night uh, at uh, 8.20 p.m. Central. I don't know why we have such late starts. Why we got to start at 8.20 p.m.? I sound like an old guy. I don't understand that, but I plan on being live with Coach Gary Close, I believe, after the game. I got to confirm some things with Coach Close. We're going to recap 
the game, but we're also going to talk about Iowa, the men, and I'll get his take on the women's game uh, from today. Folks, it's been wonderful. Check out our show tomorrow, but for uh, Samantha Logic, for Tania Davis, for the people who have been a part of this show over the past month and this tournament run, thank you. I never thought I, I, I never, if you had asked me two years ago, uh, I would have never thought that I could ever find this much joy and adulation for covering the Iowa women's basketball team the way I cover it. I'm not part of your traditional mainstream media. I'm not at every press conference. I'm not at any press conferences with Lisa Bluter. I make it down for a press conference or two each year for football. That's it. And I cover the sport the way I cover the sport. And I appreciate the people who have uh, supported the channel here. But again, I never thought I would enjoy doing this as much as I do. And again, your support, your support of our sponsors, your donations. You see the, the ticker there at the bottom. You can donate by means of uh, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. You can also do Super Chats, as some have demonstrated. All that makes this possible. But I have greatly enjoyed it, and I've greatly enjoyed talking to some Iowa legends here over the past few weeks. And, of course, Coach Close, we're going to give him his due tomorrow night. But I just want to thank all the women's basketball fans for being here. And, you know, the, the, the more we do, uh, the more we need your support. So, Please continue to support the work being done here. Please encourage your your uh, local businesses to sponsor the channel here. And uh, we'll continue to, to uh, drive the coverage along here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. A couple of reminders, folks. Please subscribe to the channel. Please like this video. Hit that like button. As I mentioned earlier, you can sponsor the channel by emailing me from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. That's from the eye of the storm at outlook.com. Sharing on social media is always important always appreciated please share this stream out on social media again final score tonight folks the lsu tigers defeating the iowa hawkeyes in the ncaa women's basketball tournament championship game 102 85 but congratulations to lisa bluter caitlin clark monica sonano mckenna warnock gabby marshall kate martin hannah stolke this entire group for an incredible run a historic run and we'll look forward to seeing them back on the court in November. Again, for uh, Iowa legend Samantha Logic, I'm Corey Brada here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. We will talk to you tomorrow night.